Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I am your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, it's me. That's me, Chris. That's you. Yeah, it's me. How's everybody doing? And John. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Hey. What's going on in the world <laughs> and stuff? Well, I think it's most, the most important thing on our agenda today is to understand and realize and appreciate that today... Casey Oaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. To, is it tomorrow or today? Today, I think. It's today. So, so, but when they hear this, they're going to think it's Wednesday. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why it was yesterday. I always forget that. Because I think you the audience is dumb. intelligent and we, understands we, it. We, we got new people. They don't know that we record on Tuesdays and release on Wednesdays. They just know we release on Are Wednesdays. Are you calling the millions of our listeners? And my brain just fried. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even. You mean the amazing, the amazing listeners we have. Yeah, that's yeah. Who know more than we do all the time. That's pretty much. <laughs> you imagine being a listener to us, and sometimes we don't know. You You're know, so dumb. No, that, Sean. Thing, that thing we're trying to say that we're like, oh man, Google it. We don't know the answer, and they're just like, are you serious? It's blah 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 blah. Well, I sympathize when it happens when you guys do it. I, it never happens to me. I know this. Uh, 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 I have a uh, uh. I have an outside study that tracks my accuracy, and I'm right at ninety eight point two. Wrong? You're, you're, yeah, you're right. You're okay. You're okay wrong. with ninety eight two? Hey, that's almost perfect. <laughs> almost doesn't count, John. <laughs> well, you guys track at seventy two. Ooh, I guess if you're blue, blue, you know, to be fair, I guess if you go on the level of news that you wrote last week, it's pretty easy to achieve ninety eight point two percent. I mean, when you write three stories, <laughs> and one of them is, hey, by the way, here's two release dates for <laughs> random games. Hey, we did good on that, did we not, John? <laughs> what was the reason for that? I forget. I don't the, know. The most anticipated. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, the news team. The rationale behind that the is news because, team. Yeah, is because our top five games of the year took a, a tremendous hours. amount yeah. of time. Yeah, so yeah. the rationale it behind it was everyone's top three would take some significant time to speak since we were all covering a topic. And we know how often that the three of us cover a topic. But Speaking of which, are you buying Resident Evil 2? <laughs> 90% on Metacritic today. I probably will. I don't care about Metacritic scores, though. So I know that that's... Do you think I do? Per se, no. And okay. I was going to say that next line just now back to you <laughs> that I don't think you do either, John. <laughs> so you guys, uh, do you know that my boss is a diehard New Orleans Saints fan? Oh, oh. she had a bad weekend. She was at the game. Oh. oh, she was at the game. I can't believe you just brought up football <laughs> and you did it well. I don't know. I, I finally watched the 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 play. The play. Yeah, yeah, and learned a lot. About See, John, what happened is. and why everybody's <laughs> upset. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I hadn't, I didn't, I hadn't actually watched the play. But what is it? Saturday? No, Sunday night around what? F- I don't know, five, six, or it later. Was probably about six thirty. My when Facebook blew feed up. just blows up. People yeah. are just doosh, 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 doosh. people are just yeah. crazy. Well, like in the world of like professional soccer, big, huge soccer events. We're talking like World Cup thing. There were some really. Really badly missed calls to where they, uh, yeah. It, I'm saying soccer because this is an example of a sport that had to go to a change to kind of fix some things. And now they've introduced VAR over there and it seems to be pretty accurate and work. And now the question has really been brought up in the NFL it's like, why can't we have a special circumstance to where in the last few minutes of a game this happens 
or why can't the coach get a a special challenge flag for a game deciding play like that? Uh, with that said, I don't know anything else, but Rams fans are countering back saying yeah. well, this happened, this happened, this happened, and then I think they still went to overtime. Exactly. And, and then now that raises the other question because of what happened in the Chiefs Patriots game. It's like overtime. That's the bigger both, one. To both teams play each other for four quarters, but then Wait, in what? Over, but then in overtime, based on a, to- a coin toss. One side of one team plays the other side of one team potentially for the entire game. Yeah, and that would be the offense versus the defense, and that and that game and that. I mean, like that. Tom Brady just went down and scored, and Kansas City's guys never had a chance to score. Yeah, because I think if you say like, well, what's the prospects that if Patrick Mahone gets the ball, he had not been stopped. Yeah, yeah. he had picked it up. But the counter argument that I've heard of that is. Uh, well, all they have to do is not let them get a touchdown. Yeah, see, I like Make the punt it or get a field goal, and you still get your chance to you know to go for it. But I, I like the uh, I like the college setup more for overtime. Like I don't like the way they do it week to week, where it just seems like they need to figure out a way to make that more you know, I guess end quickly. Right, like because of what happened with LSU and Texas A and M, it's like, why is this game going to twelve overtimes? You don't need to be doing this to these kids. You know, you're going to hurt someone. But like, as far as OT itself, it's either no, no, no play a whole entire another quarter and, and let that be in kind of like how uh, uh, the the NHL and also uh, basketball do it, or else just go to what college football does and make it look like kind of a showdown, sudden well, death thing. Golik. You know, Golick and Wingo, formerly of um, Mike and Mike, Mike Golick still has a show with Trey Wingo on Espen. And uh, he, he's a former player, and he's like, dude, just line up for another 15 minutes, make it a quarter. Yeah. And trust me, he said, we're professionals. We might be tired, but when we know something like the AFC or NFC championships on the line, they'll do it. We're going to do what it takes to get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And do it for a quarter and then, like, do something like field goal kicks. Yeah. And just progressively go further back until someone misses. And, like, almost say, like okay. a sudden death in soccer or the, yeah. uh, the penalty kicks in soccer. I mean, they could, they could find a better way to do it. But as far as, like, the outrage and all that, I was, I, I don't get outraged by one blown call. You know, that was like, a it wasn't really a call. That was, no, I mean, yeah, or non call. I'm that like, was, it was blatant, though, man. That was yeah, a tough sure. One. But here's the can thing: can you at least accept the fact that you you can get outraged if it's a regular season thing? Sure, but when you got the Super Bowl on the line, no, because put it in, put it in Alabama shoes. How would you be feeling today? Oh, I'd be upset that they didn't get the break. But at the same time, I'd be like, mm-hmm. you gave them the opportunity to let that affect your win because. If you do what you're supposed to do the previous 59 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I, I see you, that point. You, I do. You don't need to worry about Dude, one bad call. But I'm telling you, if we're sitting here as Alabama fans, yeah, we haven't slept good for two days. We're sure, ill sure. on this show. That's all we but talk about. Like it's The best way I've heard it described is yeah. like people, they have a, there's a bias that people have. Uh, it's called like a recency uh, bias. And basically it's whatever Biases. most has, what <laughs> most likely people will over- uh, prioritize what has most recently happened, mm-hmm. right, as being the direct cause as to why something to an outcome, like versus not looking at the whole entire picture of what actually did happen. Uh, so for for instance, like as Sean brought up, previous drive, there was a missed call on the Rams that was probably a lot more vital of a missed call mm-hmm. uh, because it would have given the Rams the ball on the one-yard line and they probably first would, and goal. And I they think would have was, gone ahead I think, on yeah. New Orleans. And no one's crying about that. that We're only a, crying about the one that was missed after it. Yeah, that was a four-point yeah. swing Yeah, at that point. Yeah. 
So it's so, I have a little it, trouble yeah. with the with the logic behind well, you should have been kicking their tails for four quarters. You were up there. That's like saying, oh, you didn't lock your door every day. Well, well now it matters that you got robbed. Well, I mean, I, I don't understand the logic there. It's, it's right. kind of like this. Any you given, had a, any you had given a 13, Sunday. Oh, that's yeah, a movie. Any given Sunday, you perform a certain way, and you're <laughs> doing your best, and the Rams are doing their best sure. for what is on four the quarters. line. Yes. What is on the line. But that's the thing. The game is four quarters is the way I, I kind of is it. it. And and when it's tied, yeah, and then when it's tied, you're still expected for the referees to do their freaking job. Sure, and so I don't know what the issue is logically. To be fair, they made a mistake. I mean, like, and they what the Rams guy should have done was turned around and intercepted the ball. I don't know why he had to smack him. The the thing is, and that's (laughs) where trying to make a play. That's where a lot of the (laughs) if you listen to sports shows like I do, the big argument is, like you just pointed out, a referee kind of made a non call. He did not make it. He didn't get help from his people on the field. Yeah. And one of the things is, well, maybe you institute something like like college football where they re- they review every scoring play. Sure. Maybe there's a... Well, they do that already in the NFL right, on scoring. On scoring, too. And, so why, uh, why can that same team kind of not go... I'll tell you why. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just, and I know what you're yeah. going to say. I'll let you say it, too. But it's like, hey, guys, that was a... Pass in a now, under, understandably so, if you start... Uh, video reviewing every kind of penalty, or or in it's that case, bad. that pass, that pass, you're going to start opening the Pandora's box of all the everyone. Other everyone forgets how the NFL used to be when they first had instant replay, where basically coaches were challenging almost you know multiple plays per drive, hey. and basically when they brought it back, they made it very limited for that reason. You know, I want the game to be called right, but I also understand like, hey, refs are human just like anyone else. They're not going to be perfect all the time. So you have to ask yourself like, well, where's the line of what you're going to allow to be reviewed versus not? Would you have allowed the fact that like there were multiple calls Sunday? Like, there for instance, are, like yeah. uh, there's, there's human there's, error. I yeah, agree like, with you, but there's the two missed uh, face, uh, mask. face mask. Yeah. There was the call for roughing the passer on Tom Brady that was not roughing the passer at all. And at no all. one's up on it you was know, a tackle. Uh, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, for the most part, they do their job and they try to do it to their best of the ability. It's kind of like an umpire with a strike. It's like, look, yeah, sometimes you're going to be a little wide or you're in the <laughs> ref. Here you are. And the ref even admit, he said the reason he didn't call the flag was that he thought the ball, the, uh, the ball got tipped and per rules, like once a ball is tipped, yeah, it's fair that? grain. It's fair game. So he made a bad call. Did you know that? So once a ball's thrown, if the guy even right on the defensive line touches it, or Anything. even to the point of about to be the receiver, yeah. if that ball gets another hand on it, you can tackle the guy trying to catch sure. the ball. There's a difference between and a missed call yeah. and what some people, I'm not making the case per se, or what some people are calling egregious, saying that within that play, it wasn't just that one that that should have been called. There were three or four violations where the flag could have logically been thrown for sure. something. The fact that none of the refs on that field called anything is almost mathematically inconceivable, hmm. and that's the argument. And uh, the argument is no. also people are, but people are buying into that argument so much that they are refunding people's bet money because that game they thought well, was I mean, a well, that, that's money. It, money yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Money's being returned. Since when does Vegas return no, bro, your money? It, well, money is being returned to people who put money on the Saints because because most people out there seem to be thinking, hey, look, I got no stake in the game. You probably don't ha- don't either. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. pulling for a particular team. 
I don't go care. Pats, go. It just looks <laughs> After this like one, I'm, I'm, well, I can't remember for, for Tom Brady. You, you asked the question. It just uh, looks egregious. When do, when do most institutions, corporations, or any entity, when do they cave into people? When there's this huge outcry outrage. or yeah. outrage, sometimes true, sometimes fake. And in this case, a lot of people went, come on, how am I going to lose my money? Did you see that? But that, so that would only, I mean, but that would only, that doesn't be, mean the call was right or wrong. But on the that field. would only be parallel if the NFL caved and the NFL hasn't caved. Right. And this yeah, is an outside but, company. But there'll be a review. But it's still, at an, the end it's still of the year. an entity. It's still a corporation. I don't, I don't care if it's NFL or not. I'm saying when people give that fake outrage, you want to cave in and do the, well, I the can't right speak thing. To, I, don't, I can't speak to whether anybody expressed outrage towards the companies who took their yeah, bet but you money. can you can sit yeah. there and say they refunded them, have all that information. I mean, you got a story to tell us? I don't one, have a story, John. <laughs> the ones who are upset are Saints fans. I yeah. understand why they're upset. I don't I blame do them for that's being not upset. true. You know, that's but, not true. But I mean, yeah, or they're just like upset because they wanted the Saints or whatever. I I just okay, in you're, the you're end, hold on. In the I end, here, be, what be, I'm what careful, I'm trying to get to a point. Here. I would be hold careful of attributing motive to somebody's grievance towards a call. Yes, that, that's a that's a logical fallacy. I wouldn't do that. Logical what fallacy. I'm trying to say, though, in the end, if you don't blow a 13 point lead, you don't have to worry about one bad call. And that's been my point in all this. Like Georgia fans, they all complained multiple uh, calls throughout the Alabama game in the champion in the SEC championship. And I look back and I go, if you didn't blow, you had a 14 point lead on Alabama and you had opportunities to close that game multiple times. So don't cry to me that they missed a face mask or something like that on uh, when Jake Frum got hit, right? A slight face mask. I'm not going to cry about those things for you because I just kind of view it as you have so many opportunities per drive to make something happen. It's hard to argue that. So when is it appropriate to call the the call egregious because it seems like you're you're imagining a world where if you're 20 points ahead that call doesn't matter but if you're Mm -hmm. not 20 points ahead well you should have been therefore the call shouldn't matter i mean the way you do it is it seems like both sides you're saying that you can't complain on in either situation the way you do it is you assess it afterwards and you try to make sure in the next time it happens that the right calls made that's what you try you try to learn from your mistakes look i get regular season stuff but when you got these types of championships on the line this is where I think the NFL should look into safeguards into this yeah. type of thing because there's it no, is yeah. There's no dude, dude like he's right on a, on a, a first week game against whoever this call yeah. happens. It's a non-issue. So as the season and as the the time in specific games like an AFC Championship, NFC Championship, Super Bowl, sure. plays become weighted. They become more important. Calls become weighted and more important, and and missed calls become weighted and more important. Sure, that was a big non-call. And yeah, as it's a football a fan, you go, wow. If you got to think, if you're a Saints fan or if you're pulling for the Saints, mm-hmm. you go, ooh, they kind of got screwed on that one. Yeah, they did. If you're a Rams fan, hey guys, you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, you're listening to weekly NFL <laughs> chat with anyway. Chris Sean. Yeah. Brought to you by John's question um. of a pass interference call. <laughs> Anyways, didn't more expect that. <laughs> Hey, he just that. turned around and intercepted the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would have gotten hurt. Or if uh, D. Ford would have just lined up on side in Kansas City. <laughs> See, that's the one. Like, if you're telling me there was a more vital play or like mistake that week, that's the bigger one because that literally was the end of the game. There's no if overtime. Yeah. There's no Tom Brady. There's no nothing. There's nothing. That's ball game. I mean, yeah. the, the most the Saints were getting was a first down. 
There but was no again, guarantee. The Chris that. Lockards of the world will go, well, you still had three more exactly. downs to stop them from scoring <laughs> a touchdown. No, no. I mean, to <laughs> look, to Kansas City's, uh, if you want to just cry about that one mistake, I would say you had a whole first half where you got shut out. You were the number one offense, and you couldn't put the ball in the end zone for two quarters. Hey, Chris. That's not supposed to happen. I always put my ball in the end zone. <laughs> Anyways, though, uh, other things this weekend. Uh, did anyone go see uh, Glass? No. Um, I did. Well, we know. You put yeah. it on Facebook that you didn't like it. Yeah. Like I wonder. You, like he asked do. me He asked me to go with him. I don't think. I, he, hey, I, I, think he asked I just all told us. you. I, I didn't think, ask I you. I think you asked. No, I think okay, you I'm up. sorry. That's oh. a, hey, it's it's just you a, didn't ask me to go. Dude, it's just yeah. a, no, know, it's a, a figure of speech, Chris. GFC. JFC. GFC. I asked. Yeah, I did ask you. I asked you and Jeff because I knew you were interested. Yeah. I will never. Mm-hmm. Go see an M. Night Shyamalan movie with you ever again. Yeah, well, that's on you. No, <laughs> what, it's, what on, happened, what, what, it's what on you. Backstory, yeah. quick. Um, cool. Well, All right. th- this, okay, is, cool. this is in general This is in general for any movie that's not critically acclaimed uh-huh. that I'm fundamentally interested in seeing. I just don't want to go with somebody or a group of people that – and not, this isn't singling him out. I don't want to go to a movie that where I know mm-hmm. we're going to walk out of the theater – and I'm going to listen to everything that was wrong with the, with the movie. Hmm. It's almost like I don't want to be rude, but I just want to march directly to my car. Well, <laughs> I love you sir. guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. He's a baby. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not as upset as uh, your pal BK. Uh, he was definitely very disappointed by it. But me and Tony and Aaron went together. Aaron was all right with it. He was like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then me and Tony were both kind of like, eh. Yeah, that could have been better. It's mm. like a disappointing ending to a trilogy type thing. Uh, I will say, if you really want to see it, it's probably worth checking out. But mm. I would just, unless you have something like A-List, I would just tell you, wait. It's not as bad as, like, The Happening. It's not as bad as that. It's not as bad as, I don't know if you ever watched After, After Earth or, of course, the, the Last Airbender and those things. I don't think it's in that level, but it's definitely in the, huh? Why'd you do that <laughs> type uh, range of his stuff? Which is, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. There are some nice shots in it, though. And mm-hmm. uh, James McAvoy's really good in it. He's he's the best part of it. Apparently it made bank, so. Yeah, I mean. He did really well. To, to anyone who is upset with him, I'd be like, look, I think he's doing the right thing the way he's doing now. Because, like, <laughs> I don't think he's made for big budget stuff because it's such a huge risk for him. But, like, this kind of stuff where it's like, hey, $35 million, and you know what? If I get a $50 million opening or whatever. Boom! I've done my job as a. I think it was like forty-seven yeah. million. Yeah, so it costs thirty-five to make. So he's already paid for this movie. He yeah. can go make whatever he wants now. I guess. So props to him on that. The last three films he's done of, of well, sorry, the last two films. Mm-hmm. There was one. I, don't, I think a lot of people might have missed it. The visit. Yeah. That was really a cool. It was like a. It was like a um, found. It wasn't found footage because. Um, but it was. It was these these kids go to see their grandparents uh, for a, like a week or two and some just some weird, weird stuff goes down. Sean, you would like this. In fact, I should come over and watch it with you. I'll hold you. These three bears show up <laughs> and they got these different beds. And, and they're porch. like, they're like, yo, where's Goldilocks at though? <laughs> um, the other thing I watched this weekend though was, uh, and it felt like last week was apparently unofficial Firefest documentary weekend. So oh, I watched yeah. both of those on Netflix. 
uh, and Hulu. They each had a documentary. Is it even interesting? Oh, it's very interesting, especially for someone like me. I would say, like, I, of course, I got a bias here, right? Because I've gone to a lot. Did you festivals. like Ja Rule? I, I do like Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> do you? His early stuff, at least, yeah. Okay. Yeah, J Lo. Send us letters. <laughs> good stuff. But um, <laughs> but anyway, real. no. But um, it's interesting from the standpoint of like, <clears throat> yo, obviously I've yo been to. <laughs> <laughs> unlike uh, unlike you guys, I've been to a lot of music festivals, including camping festivals. Right. So to see people act like one that they're doing this for any other motivation than their personal profit and two to see like that the, they think they could put it together in like eight weeks when I know that something like Bonnaroo literally takes like 365 sure, days yeah. up until to make it work. And sometimes right? probably even during the event. Exactly. Changes, yeah. Like it's just, it's <clears> kind <throat> of laughable, but it was really interesting because uh, two, just because you know, you know where we both work in the kind of work we did and, and there's definitely that involved in this, uh, in this film, I won't go any further, but it, it's it's a very interesting. Uh, I think it's interesting to see a fraudster and be able to see like how he is able to gain confidence in other people. Maybe not every single person out there, but to work the crowds and know this is how I what I have to do to get the money I need, and I don't care what it costs or what it means because hey, I'll man. just make it work. Just watch and just watch and learn. But uh, love it when you if you're gonna. Me, babe. If you have bo- if you have both Always services on time, what? <laughs> if you if you have bo- both services and you're like I don't want to watch one or both of these, I just want one of them. I would suggest the Netflix. I think the Netflix one does a better job of um, capturing everything that went into it versus like uh, the Hulu one is more of like about the well, this is what society is, and and this is the Instagram culture and all that kind of thing that goes in and leans into that a lot. So mm, mm. cool, man. Mm. <laughs> um, I watched Harry Potter Blue Ways, all of them. Blue Ways, Blue Ways, Blue Ways. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. All of them. God, Sound like a little so kid. Boring. I love everything about Harry. Really Potter. love you. Love Order of the Phoenix. You really yeah, love that I do. movie. I do. Oh, okay. On Blu-ray, it's glorious. You really love Chamber more, Sequence. Uh, you got it. You, you need all of them to appreciate all of them. I will say, Order of yeah. the Phoenix is fundamentally less boring than. Um, you would. Empire Strikes Back. Mm. See, he's doing that to be a troll. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not. He's a troll. No. <laughs> is this not a troll? No. It, that, that movie from beginning to end is so boring. The Empire Strikes Back take is away, the greatest movie of the trilogy. Take away Luke, I Am Your Father. What do you have? I don't even care about Luke, I, I Am mean, Your Father. By the time Darth I get Vader to it. besting everyone. Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, the Hoth Raid. A Yoda. snake coming out of an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, that's great, too. It's, Dude. it's just a slow, grindy movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And I, I mean, it is I, slow, and I, I, I think, like that. I think it's the secret that no Star Wars fan has the courage to admit. I think. I think they. I think. Or, or I think maybe. Or maybe you're go, just in a minority opinion. I used to not like that movie at all, and as I've gotten older and watched it, I go, "That movie's amazing." That yeah. movie's my number one Star Wars movie. You can you can respect just, it in the way you respect Citizen Kane, but you wouldn't sit down and watch means, it. Well, then John, also take the. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know why well, you go John. If you there don't know me. what it means, the first thing you should do I'm is get watching, upset. I'm not Rose watching Citizen Bug. Kane, and you can't tell me how I'm supposed to emote. You didn't even let me uh, emote. <laughs> what is it? Fortnite. <laughs> I kind of appreciate that movie just because you think of the uh, the risk it took, and like just imagine like. 
back in 1980 when that first premiered, how that had to be because you didn't know what was going to happen. It's not like today where we have a, I mean, shoot, you have a Spider-Man trailer that came out this week that is after the events of the next Avengers movie, which kind of makes it. You don't know that. Yeah, they've already confirmed it. Who said that? Uh, Kevin Feige already. Oh, is he the, is he the director or what is he's he? He's the guy who's over Infinity he, War. Oh, him and his brother. No, no, I know. I want him to say these things out loud so we yes. can realize how much of a nerd he is. Let me do my thing. I am. But the difference is back then when you went to go watch Empire, you just didn't know what was going to happen to go in there. And like after you had this great moment of success in the first movie, right? Dude, Han Solo just got put in, in, Carbonite, uh, yeah. in Carbonite and Luke just got his freaking hand cut off. Yeah. Big you things, know? John. You know. Let's not go down that path, it, John. It's bad. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Um, We're looking John, forward to anything? anything? Yeah. yeah. Well, he had plenty. He, he started a whole 20-minute conversation about a call. On, on the freaking football. <laughs> yeah. But going back to that, who do we got in the Super Bowl? Who are you going for? I said Patriots, for real. Um, Screw the Rams. I'm going for the Rams. <laughs> one, because they lost the first time they played them. Right? Everyone They've also about won them. one. Yeah, but not as the L.A. Rams. So they won with Kurt Warner. Plus, uh, And the greatest show on turf. Plus, I, I can't hate on the Rams because three-fourths of their team carried me to a uh, to a fantasy football championship. <laughs> Literal vomit in my I'm, mouth right I'm now. I'm pulling for the refs. Uh-huh. John, pick a team. Pick a team. Why don't you relax? I'm very <laughs> relaxed. You want to go right now, bro? Go to break. <laughs> <laughs> go to break, Chris. Sound, that'll sound hardcore. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? What just happened? Just come back and Sean's gone. And like, the topic is Sean's how dead. this is a two-person podcast now. <laughs> oh, I don't have a motorcycle anymore. Why? Oh, did you sell it? I sold it because I'm getting a bigger one. Yeah, you are. Called it. Is it one that I can <laughs> well, find? I, I called it, too. Everybody called it, Chris. Yeah, everyone called you it. And we were like. Because my... you, ha- you have to start where I started to get to the next step. Well, I know how you are. Oh my God! Now I'm gonna. Now this is about to get real. We just know he should go to break. Remember, I <laughs> Do you remember think the audience can tell that we hate each other. No, 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 no. Listeners, <laughs> they can't. Listeners at home, for the record, whenever Sean gets into something, he takes baby steps. But once he gets committed, oh, he goes all out. I'm gonna lean back. I'm just gonna just go back and breathe. <laughs> and to, to his credit, when he goes all in, he does go all in hard, aka the DJ business. So I'll give him crap. Uh, props. I'll that. give him crop dust. But, but, also, <laughs> but at the same time, I have to also give him crap. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know when I started riding the motorcycle. One, if I knew how to do it, what it is, I didn't need to <laughs> picture you. Dude, what, what you just did was like a, a baby giraffe walking for the first time. If someone had recorded the first time I got on my motorcycle in my neighborhood viral to to ride it. Yeah. It was wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly. <laughs> whoa. Um, yeah, and then from then on, you just either you like it, I think, or you don't. I love it. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I, what, what do you, you, do you have your sights on something? I or? do. Uh, I'm, yeah, I do. Okay, I, cool, the, cool. Let's say the Honda, the one I had was only a 250cc, mm-hmm. which is a very entry level small bike. I play Mario Kart. Okay, <laughs> so now I'm going to be up at least probably into the 800 to 1000 cc. Oh, big daddy. Well, maybe. Can I ride behind you? You will be able to now. Yeah, yeah I can wrap my arms around your strong. Are you getting a Harley? Uh, well, I don't. I don't want to spend DJ money on Harley money. <laughs> gotcha. Because <laughs> Harley money's big boy money. That's true. And uh, I've heard, I don't know, but I've just heard they're not like they used to be. So <laughs> let's just let's just get something. Let's just see what happens. Why do you hate America? Uh, I don't. Ooh. 
I love America. That's a America. <laughs> and then he bought a Suzuki. <laughs> What's funny is <laughs> in your Morgan Freeman voice. Uh, you guys ready to do this topic? What are we talking about? Hey, what's the topic? I don't know. <laughs> Something John wanted to talk about. Hey, I've heard people talk about the topic, uh-huh. like in, in Twitch verse and whatnot. <clears throat> some people, and on YouTube, some people are like, this topic is terrible. <laughs> and then some people are like, this topic's really good. But nothing like, this topic is amazing. I'm like, this oh, topic oh. is... I was we like, just played the tip talk with John Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here going, this topic is being discussed because no one bought this topic in 2012. Because I did. I did. I, I was more so theory. referring that there was only 13 oh, okay, million yeah, sold. Sure. I thought you were referring to the group. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. You uh, even had it, I think, didn't you? I did. I did. I so three for three. Anyways. 1,000. He did not. What else? What else? It came with a console when I bought it. did. I got. Did. Remember, I got the Zombie U version. Oh, sorry. Ooh, really? I get. Yeah, that game had potential. It really it was. Did. Yeah, it, there was nothing yeah. wrong with that game. And it, you know, it it was part of the, the partnership with Ubisoft and Nintendo. Ubi. That's going to continue into 2019. John. It was very Dark Soulsy because you had to go find your gear if you died. Mm-hmm. Plus, you changed the person. That's what killed person. me the most. And they, you had to use the, the Wii Pad. Yeah. Very roguelike. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of roguelike, we don't have a transition. So we're just going to kill and resurrect into a topic. Let's do it. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is some Mario game. <laughs> After I sat here with John and went, it's it's. New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, right? That's you. the or you Deluxe. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I got it right off off mic. Uh, but yeah, so as we alluded to, this game originally came out in 2012 on the now famed trash, trash. system known as the Wii U. It's <laughs> a good system. It's all right. It was people just didn't buy it because they thought it was another Wii. I wonder what that means. See episodes two, seven, fourteen, thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Way back, the system's going to come around. People are are turning on it. They're really pleased. <laughs> so yeah, John, now it's you talk. Here we go. So okay, so talk about uh, Mario. Let me see. Is there a castle? Ba-dum-ba. Are there question marks? This is already going to be fun. <laughs> He's just messing with you yeah. a little bit. He's going to let you talk. Well, the uh, like like Chris said, this is uh, this is a 2012 game, and we've we've seen this uh, since the Switch was released, um, and I hope they keep doing this. Um, Nintendo Nintendo has <laughs> never going to happen. Nintendo has been re-releasing games that have been that were first released on the Wii U because one thing <clears throat> if if you have a problem with the system the Wii U and the way it was designed that's fine but you got to at least admit the games were stellar yeah they were really top really, notch they had games. good like 10 games that my were, favorite my were great. probably my second or third favorite Mario game is on the Wii U mm. unfortunately World? yeah, yeah 3D, 3D World, World. Mm. unfortunately it's not this one yeah but but it's a really great game. So, <clears throat> so news. All right. <laughs> hey man, it's gonna be a little bit longer. <laughs> Give me just a few more minutes. I got some things. <clears throat> Fun fact: This is Mario's first HD outing. Um, when it when it released in twenty twelve. Oh, okay. Oh, it was, was the like, first. Hey, it was, it was the first. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. 
It's the first time we ever saw Mario in HD, and uh, glorious HD. I think I think when it I think when it came out, it got really decent reviews, but everybody yeah. wanted to see a three D a three D Mario, yeah. which I've never. I've I've never really truly understood that. I think I think sales wise, um, the the platforming the the 2D Mario's are where Mario gets most of his money because that's for me uh, that's the classic Mario. Yeah. Plus, it you is. can put it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, like, if they wanted to, they could put this game probably on a mobile phone. I'm sure they could. Oh, you were talking about the game. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot it's easier fun. to put it's a lot easier to put this onto a phone or I any other platform than it would be to put it on um on like I, you know, to put three D world or or even more so uh Odyssey. You I think Odyssey I think on. if I think if they could I think if they could have done that, they would have. Mm. They kind of did. I mean, Mario running it's in a way runner. is a simplified. It's, it's, it's a runner. You can't go back. You can't backtrack. Sure. You can't do anything that's... That, that game makes me curse like you wouldn't believe. And this one, um, <laughs> this one is a combination of one of... one of Well, this is, this is one of two things. One, I'm getting old and I'm not as good as I used to be at, plat, at, at, at 2D platformers like Mario. Because I, I knew Super Mario Bros. 3 inside and out. I knew, I, I just, I, I managed that game in, in like a god. Um, Super Mario World, I didn't really play as much. I finished it, obviously, but my brother was always a big fan of that one. And, you know, it's a great game. But uh, the new Super Mario Brothers series that <clears throat> has haters and lovers alike um, mm-hmm. is what this is a part of. Came out in 2012. Uh, and this is just another addition to the Switch library that had a home on wii u and so some of the data has already come out in the uk and in japan uh this game in those areas are selling at a 50 percent higher rate than they did previously when they were on the wii u probably because so, there's like three times as many well the point well, well that's yeah. the point <laughs> the point is that these uh, people have an appetite for these games sure and so i think we're going to see further and further uh, more of these. I don't think, Sean, to your point, we're going to see Mario Maker because honestly, I don't know how you do it on this system. But just, I would love to be proved wrong, just like you did on the Switch. <laughs> what? Just I mean, just like you did on the Wii U. See, you can't talk. Yeah, I can. And on, and on the 3DS, there's yeah. a lot of different ways. Do, do it all the same. Just do the same, John. I just I, all I see is uh, here pay thirty to fifty dollars on a peripheral that can help you manage the game and its inventory. Because the screen's touchscreen, so you could just use your finger instead of a pen. Yeah, but you got to have the real estate for that. But we're talking about TV. <laughs> I mean, like all you need is a menu system, right? No, it, there was a lot more Mario Maker. I know, yeah. I know, that, and that's probably one of the biggest challenges. But so, um, this game has is pretty much packaged the same way. It, it gets all the DLC, and what I mean by DLC is Super Luigi U, which um, is pretty much the same package you got before. Um, and that game, that game, Super Luigi U. If if you want an idea about that game, just play Super Mario Run. Yeah, and then like a hundred second level. It's about a hundred second levels. Yeah. Um, so everything a little bit condensed, moderated. It's a it's it's the same game. It's harder though, right? It <clears throat> it's a relative term. It depends on how oh. you. It depends on how you you know approach the game. If you're trying to do everything in the level, yeah, it's a harder game. Yeah, I imagine the harder part is Luigi's uh, is, uh, is collections, not so much yeah. uh, 
just getting through a level yeah. outside right. of the later Getting ones. the coins and stuff like that is hard. I've, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. you start off the game for Super Mario. <laughs> what is this game called? New Super, New Super Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers U Deluxe. Deluxe. You have the choice to play right off the jump with five separate characters. You can play as Mario. You can play as Luigi. You can play as Toad. <laughs> Ooh. You can play as Toadette, yeah, which was not originally featured. That's right. I've heard she's Toadette easy is basically your easy mode. She has yeah. this power up that is in the shape of a crown. That when you get the power up, you pretty much become Princess Peach, and she has a way of kind of nerfing the game. If you fall down a hole, you can jump in midair out of the hole. Yeah. Double jump. Uh, yeah, I guess technically it's a double jump, but. Um, mm. It's just, it's sort of, what is it? Just that fart. Or burp. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost as funny as a fart. Yeah. So, so, but then there's an additional character, and I pre- I'm pretty sure this was in the Wii U version, the character Nabbit. Yeah. Which he's pretty much invincible. If you're a little kid and you just want to experience the game, like Sean. Mm. It's like bowling with the, <clears throat> with the guardrails up. Pretty much. Yeah. Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you can't not hit the bins. That's right. Challenge That's right. accepted on that one. That's right. <laughs> Just throw it in the other lane on purpose and go, what? Yeah. <laughs> did I hit the pin, Sean? I don't think I did. But uh, this game, when it came out, I didn't finish. Can I see that, please? My cheat sheet. So <clears throat> I didn't finish this game when it came out on Wii U. Um, I just sort of got distracted with other things. Like what? Bear consoles? Uh, no. <laughs> Skyward Sword? No. That wasn't on that one, was it? It wasn't on that one. Yeah. It was on the Wii U. It was not. No, it was a Wii U. I played U it on the Wii U. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, well, you probably you could. You can. But. Played Wind Waker. That's what you played. No, I didn't. Put that on Switch. Ooh. Is that on Switch? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, um. Yeah? This game pretty much sucks. Really? No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. This is the greatest John review ever. It's so hard to talk January. about a game that is so universally understood. Yeah. You know, what do you bring to the table that people does don't it, technically it, already know about a Mario well, game? You said it was a you said it was already on the Wii U. Does it at least hold up to that? Does it is it slightly better? Is it slightly better? Does it feel better, better on the Switch? It feels virtually no different. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem, I don't know why that's funny. If if you were someone who played this on Wii U, uh, and you played the DLC back then, is there anything really here for you to come back? Unless you're just someone who truly loves this type of game. If you miss this you on something. the Wii U, this is a and, and you're a fan of this series, mm. this is a no-brainer. Even at sixty dollars? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You're basically getting two games, new characters. It's it, the, the values there. Because the replay values, yeah, at least moderately high. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of like a lot of these repackages that have come out, and I mean, it's not like they're the only ones who have done it, right? But they've been doing it a lot, and Blizzard <clears throat> did it with Diablo, where I'm just like, this is sixty dollars because I'm. Uh, it's not that. It's not that like I don't have a problem with charging for a price, obviously, for a fair price for a game. It's more of like with a lot of these things, I'm like, these games are five, six, seven years old sometimes. So I'm like, 
Yeah, it's it, it's hard to argue that. In a, it's hard to argue <laughs> that in my mind in a world where, like, meanwhile, are. on Xbox, you have the backwards compatibility that's kind of solving that problem. And basically, if you bought this game one time, you have it for life, including whatever updates they do. Or, like, what PlayStation Screw has done Xbox. <laughs> PlayStation's done that with some of theirs that they've uh, converted PlayStation. to uh, PS4 from PS3. I mean, I see the argument. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're getting... You paid $60 for the base game for Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah. Then they came out with DLC, which was fundamentally a brand new game. Sure. So what you're doing is you're combining two games that they charged probably upwards of $80 for the, for the two of them. They're <coughs> chopping the price down to 60 You might not think that's still a deal in and of itself, but Nintendo is one of those companies, and I happen to agree, that recognizes and pushes the value of their content. They have the cojones to do it. And dude, and when you talk about the fact that very little people got exposed to this game because of a system, this is practically a new game to 20 million Switch players who yeah. never had access to it. But I'll go on and I'll make this bet right now. Uh, I would I would bet if they have some sort of bundles this fall, which I'm sure they will for Switches. Mm-hmm. One of the games that's included is New Super Mario. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, so like no doubt. that's why I'm like why are you running? Well, not everybody. No, nobody. Not everybody. Yeah, yeah, is smart like us that thinks that far ahead. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, we're we're in the biz, if you will, and we're always in the news, and we just kind of know these things. We know What's trends. The biz? It's the biz. We don't talk about the biz. <laughs> biz Marquee. But uh, yeah, <laughs> baby, you, you got. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that'll be again. It'll you'll see another you sell, a spike in sales for Switch sure. units, and people then will be getting the new Smooth Mario Brothers <laughs> game. But yeah. So as far as the series of new Super Mario Brothers, this one is easily, in my opinion, the best one. This one sort of mirrors and gives sort of a homage towards Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World from the Super NES, which I think is your favorite. How many uh, Mario level, 2D? or zones are there? Uh, I think there. I think there are eight. I'm okay. in World Six. At least eight. The map set up a little different. Well, yeah, because mm. I mean, and the. the one of the things that Super Mario World introduced was secret passageways, secret ways of getting around to the different worlds. Uh, Yoshi, for example. Rainbow Road? Uh, there, Star, it, Star Road. It, there's, not Rainbow Road. It's not Rainbow Road. There is a Star Road. And yeah. what, the thing that, and, and this, was, this is the fundamental challenge to the hardcore Mario audience. Each level, and this isn't new to the series. It's just new to how they've applied mm-hmm. this particular feature. Every level has three star coins. You collect those three star coins, um, and you get an indicator on each level. If you get every star coin from every world, you get access to what is known as Star World. I think it's Star Star Road. And it's virtually the same design, if I'm recalling correctly, from Super Mario World. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, that, and then each, each world in Star Road, you had to beat a certain way for it to progress to the next part of the star. You could beat it normally. Or you had to kind of beat it a certain way. Yeah, my brother, my brother owned Super Mario one. World inside and out. I was talking about the one from Mario World. Yeah, and yeah, he was the one, one. And he was the one that accessed Star Road. World and just knew every nook and cranny of that game. Dude, he was obsessed with that <clears> game. I will. I don't know if you played it. I think you would have had to. I think it's in the Luigi version of the game, mm-hmm. the Luigi U. Uh, but there's a world. Um, in a world, in a world. yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a Picasso-based painting world in Luigi. You, it's that idea of that world could spawn an entire it's new two D version of Mario that I think a lot of people there might like. be a Picasso level in Luigi. You, yeah, 
but I think the game mirrors everything in Mario U. Mm. However, there is a Van Gogh that's Starry I mean. Nights level. Not Picasso. Mm. Van Gogh Starry Night. That's what I mean. I'm dumb. Um, I'm dumb. Let's just put that out there. Chop your ear off. Yep. So the game, <laughs> I, I awesome, encourage right? you, you to go on YouTube and look at that level. It's the, it's the, it's a van, just type in Van Gogh Mario World. It's brilliant. It's a beautiful looking world. Um, hard as hell. Yeah. And I, and I would say probably hard as hell because I'm trying to get every star coin yeah sure which probably hindered my ability to finish the game because i was sort of focused was on that the one the where coins. the uh the pipes are swinging like vines pipes are swinging back and forth there's circles of ghosts yeah and if there's any if there's an enemy i hate it's, ghost. it's the ghost i hate hate ghost houses haunted haunted, haunted houses in those games i hate them i don't believe you because they have they're like <laughs> When you look at them, they stop. And then I, you I can't see any form you. of aggression on your face. It's or, just, <laughs> no, it's just, I, I hate the freaking maze. I don't like it. It's like you go into this door and you don't know where you are. You have to go back and find where you came from. Plus, it's impossible to find the star coins in those houses. I never even bothered. I need a strategy guide. Do you have a strategy guide? Can I borrow a strategy <clears> guide? I Google um, <laughs> things like that, John, it's on, just the, on the interwebs. Yeah. Literally, there's yeah. a whole internet waiting yeah, to yeah, help yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Do you know how big the internet is, dude? It's pretty big. We're on it right now. <laughs> what? Exactly. We really need more people to go look at our YouTube channel, too, by the way. <laughs> I went back and looked at our tradition. I know we don't promote that enough. Sure. We also don't have video, so most people are like, I just don't want to listen to I've just mainly put it there because I had a number of listeners who were like, hey, you know, it would be nice if the podcast was on YouTube so I could listen to it while I'm at work. Just stream like, it, okay, yeah. yeah. And again, if you didn't know we do that, in addition to all of our ways you get us, YouTube has just our audio so you can listen to it at work. Every single week. Yep. So. Maybe it's on Google Play. One of the, things, one of the things that makes Super Mario Brothers 3 my personal favorite 2D platforming Mario game is the, Agreed. Is the games, <clears throat> mini games that allowed you to, to walk into a toadstool's house and exactly you'd stick mm. your finger on the top of the screen and you have to sort of line it up like it's a, like you're in vegas you know the the cherries and yeah. that stuff yeah like you'd have the giant um like you know you'd have the giant faces yeah, no i know the, yeah. I know the games i just didn't know you put your finger up to yeah you would wait till the first one came on once you got it you'd be like okay and then you try to time it when you're gonna hit and based on where it was, so you just kind of would watch it. And yeah, it I just up. eyeballed it and did it perfect. So it, it first was time. It could be a challenge. Well, aren't you special, <laughs> GG? <laughs> so it could be a challenge. It could be a challenge to get um, all these power ups, these additional power ups, because you could you could one of the things that Super Mario Brothers Three was amazing for is you could you could have a whole storage of power ups that yeah, you yeah. can activate. In Mario World, you only had access to maybe one power up backup. That was at the top of the that screen. That was at the top of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. That was all well and good. But uh, that game was just more fluid. But yeah, but so before you start levels in like this game, as you could <clears throat> in Mario 3, uh, you can pull up that panel of all your power ups. So if you're in having this, a, In yeah. this game, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But in Mario 3, you had a limited space, but you could store up to 30 or 40 power ups, to my recollection. Dear Lord. Here, you, you only have access to. to 10 power-ups at any given, maybe 9 to 10 power-ups at any given time. And when you're not playing as Toadette, mm-hmm. you're still getting those power-ups that allow you to change into Princess Peach. Huh. And if you're Mario and Luigi or Toad, you can't turn into her. Huh. Which, that's not gender fluid, if you ask me. But, 
boo, <laughs> boo that. <laughs> but it's um, just, it's just, it's a, it's a frustrating thing, and it, it, it blocks up your inventory. I had at any given time three of those crown power ups. I didn't want to use them. Well, that's because it felt I, like cheating. Because I didn't want to play a nerfed version of the game. I, I, I get it. I played the character because I was reviewing the game, but it's just, I mean, she, she helps you get those hard to reach places. <laughs> like where the where the star coins no are sitting problem. where the star coins are sitting <laughs> above lava and 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 she breaks through the gra- <clears throat> the glass ceiling of challenge huh absolutely now the power ups are pretty cool i like yeah. the power ups in general a lot of them are scarce basically the ones that are most common are your fire mario which is a staple been with us forever and your frozen it's like ice the, block mario ice block mario and the raccoon sorry Tatooine. No, no, it's a flying Squir- raccoon, flying squirrel. Thingy. It's a flying mm. squirrel. Yeah, Mario power up, and you get it right at the beginning of the game. It's basically you don't fly with it, but you glide, mm. and in the middle of a glide, you can press the shoulder button and you can do a leap to get up like high to hard to reach places. Now there is a power up that is a flying squirrel that has a P on the on the front, like in Mario Three, if you were called the power wing. Which yeah. allowed you to fly through the entire level of the game. Yeah, <clears throat> dope. It was. With this one, it allows you to jump in midair infinite times. Mm. With the regular flying squirrel uh, power up, you can only jump twice, and then you just have to sort of float down. I mean, it, it, it's it was it, it's an awkward power up at first, but easily once you get used to it, it becomes very reliable. It's not as it's not as available in the world as I would like, but it's it's there. There's Penguin Mario. <laughs> there is a power-up where you have the helmet on and you have the propeller on top. That one, I think yeah. it was first featured in Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool power-up. I found it very useful. One of the things in this game is your access to Yoshi, which I think is a first for the new Super Mario Brothers series, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is. I think you're right. And then along the course of your journey, you come across the baby Yoshis, which were prevalent in Super Mario Brothers World from the Super NES. And you would feed those babies, and they would become a different colored Yoshi hmm. in that game. Yeah. But in this game, they stay their size, and they just offer... They're kind of a power-up that you carry with you to help you in the level. There's one that's pink that helps you float through the level. There's one that blows bubbles, which turns enemies into power-ups and coins once the enemy goes inside the bubble. Then there's one more. There's a yellow one that flashes a big light in dark spaces that helps you see and it eats ghosts which is so awesome (laughs) but there's no part where yoshi bites the legs of goombas and then takes them back to the baby yoshis and feeds them like uh, the t-rex in lost world yeah i don't know (laughs) one of the things about this game is you compare it to super mario world going gosh they really held back because Mm -hmm. super mario world they gave you when they gave you Yoshi, he was yours until you lost him. Mm-hmm. Yoshi shows up at different levels, mm. depending on the level. And when you're done with the level, you guys wave goodbye and you go on about your business. It just seems to not allow you to keep the things that you gain in game to where it's on you to lose them. Um, you just it just it it seems to give and take away a little bit more than I like. Yeah. But this game to me is the most comparable version of Super Mario Brothers 
world that we've ever gotten and it's certainly the best of the new series and you know before this game came out a lot of people were talking about how they were just really tired of the new Super Mario Brothers series Mm -hmm. but if you compare it side by side to the original 2D Mario games they were coming out at virtually the same cadence Mm-hmm. People were saying there's a fatigue to this. There, there was a fatigue to this, but but what people were really wanting was a 3D Mario, and they just weren't getting it. Yeah, I think that was the real issue. But um, so, are you saying this game is very much <laughs> like Super Mario uh, World? It's the most comparable. Yeah. Are you saying then that <clears throat> Sega, if they wanted to bring back a console, they should? go to malls across America and uh, put a new Sonic game up to compare it. Nobody's this old. <laughs> I don't know if they will you, get that I, I know you're like, me and you will get that reference. <laughs> that was how uh, Sega sold the Genesis yeah. is with Sonic. And so, I, I always have to remember that. It's very weird. This game is really, really, really fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It can be really frustrating at times because I don't remember Mario games being this this hard. Hmm. Our reaction and I don't, is and, getting bad, dude. And, and, and it's, partly, it's partly that, but the old games never made you work for those three star coins. It's, yeah. it's just something you never had to worry about. You, you could you could discover secret passageways. You remember the in Super Mario World was it? Yeah, Super Mario World. You could find these keys, and it unlocked hidden doors. Mm-hmm. Super Mario. This game particularly has that type of discovery. And you can discover accesses, new shortcuts to different worlds. I wouldn't call them warp, warp zones, but there's different routes you can take. There's times where you can when you can actually skip over worlds. Like you have an option of going this way or that way. The way I play, I just want to play all the levels. I, just, I want to experience the entire world. Um, but the game, Nerd. yeah, the <laughs> game, the aesthetic, <laughs> everything about the game is really beautiful to look at. Looks there's good. It really does. It it's plays got that well. Nostalgia field. Well, not even absolutely, that, but it looks it looks yeah. really good in HD. He's, like I feel like if you took that game and you went back to 1992 and you said this is how Mario is going to look in the future, everyone would be ecstatic, super yeah. pumped. Yeah, like they they couldn't imagine that there would be 3D worlds too. Right? It's like if you just gave that to a kid, then blow their mind. I'm surprised at how much the art style is divisive. That surprises. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato, bro. Um, a lot of people just do not like this art style. I love it, and I don't know I don't what care. I don't I know. I don't know what their alternative to it would be. I don't know if they. I wonder if what they mean is they'd just rather go back to classic sprite Mario games. It, it would be cool. the way that people complain about. They'd rather just have Mega Man look like Mega Man. It would be cool to see them at some point, like release a game like that. Like, yeah, do a Super Mario Brothers three style game or or, you know take that or super mario world style or you know and i think that's the one thing that people really liked about uh super mario maker was it gave you that option to decide what style of art you wanted out there i agree it's but and, and i'm almost ashamed to say this and this is not a knock on this game per se but you wonder you you're left wondering what's next in the 2d mario space yeah it almost feels like they've done everything um, and other 2D platformers have come around and just sort of done done, great. <laughs> done things that Nintendo is going, huh? You know, yeah. Where's that level of creativity? I, I don't feel like I'm not. Do. I'm not saying that the levels, the level design is great. Sure, but I don't know. But just the, the way that 3D Mario came along and went from Sunshine to Galaxy. 
that level design and, and the way they not? the way they <laughs> turned the formula of a 3D Mario on its head. I'm looking for Nintendo to keep making these games but give you something that's the same that you've never seen before. Yeah. There's more And uh, I'm wondering how they do that. They I don't they, have the answer, I'm just wondering how they do that. It's a credit to them like how great they've been at platforming for so long that over the last I'd say four or five years, mm-hmm. you've had so many from, you know, something bigger, like of course Rayman, which came back and kind of redefined itself to be something new uh and great. But then at the same time, all these little indie developers who have made one, of course, we talked like last year, Celeste was in my top five. And I'm willing to bet Celeste is ten times harder of a challenge for platformer fans than um than these Mario games are. Yeah. Right. And that's fine, but it's like where do they where's where do they find a balance that sure. can impress those people but then also find something new to do in a 2D yeah. uh, realm over the that's past over the past 5 to 10 years we've seen some amazing platformers that haven't been Mario that's yeah. all i'm saying yeah. i will say to mario's credit in this 2D space there are no controls mm-hmm. and i challenge anybody to tell me otherwise there's no controls out there that are tighter yeah, <laughs> that are tighter than than the controls given to a Mario 2D Celeste platformer. <laughs> so That'd I've heard good mine. things. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna I, you know it's I just downloaded, downloaded free it. blah blah blah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You missed your chance if you didn't get it. I know. But I think uh, I, I missed my chance. That being said, you missed your chance. <laughs> I think that being said, I think IGN's review giving it an eight is spot on. Okay, so that's John's, your Richard. John's Richard yeah, for new sopper. Sopper. <laughs> Speaking funny. of sopper, stomach's <laughs> rumbling a little bit. <laughs> Just saying. Wendy's um, Giant Junior, huh? <laughs> oh, and, and one of the things oh. it does is, uh, and I was grinning from ear to ear. My favorite level in my, my favorite world in Mario Three is in the giant world. world. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, they giant world they, rocks. They threw that in there. They oh, threw cool. it in there. Giant World it rocks. It was great. It was I really great. That. Yeah. A little bit of a spin on it, but they had giant enemies. It was just, you know, I had a great time. With it was amazing. It's it's harder than I ever remember it because <laughs> I'm an old fogey. But one of the challenges that made it hard for me was having to go after those star coins. I was probably punishing myself. Those are hard for bit. old fogies. Hey, you know, if you jump yeah. high enough. Over the end flag, you get an extra man, John. I know, I know, yeah. I know that. No, I've I've gotten I've averaged around thirty to forty lives, depending on show off. Yeah. And if I and if I start going after that third star coin, it drops down into the twenties. Yeah, but it picks back up, um, and it gives you those additional lives because later on, it gets really. You know, really I know you hard. love I know you love Nintendo. And this was a great. It was actually a great review. Once I kind of hyped you up a little bit. I'm sorry you hate. It came it. out the gate a little slow, but this was legit. Yeah, I just didn't know how to start yeah. because everybody uh, knows everything about start Mario. Me up. <laughs> okay, um, but I can't wait for you to play Metroid this year. That's going to come out in 2019 <laughs> for you. <laughs> that's going to. I hope it does. Uh, for nice. John, I really hope it does. Yeah. And for cool. me too. That's going to be my because thing about it, like you'd have a year where you have Ori and Metroid. Like mind two. blown. Yeah, dude. Ori is it's going to so... be the first time I ever play a Metroid game. Ooh. Wait, is that I, true? I own like all kinds of versions of Super Metroid, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Well, before you play this one, should I play Super Metroid? You know, you should play Metroid Other M. Oh, oh, what, 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 what's that on? <laughs> on the Wii. I got one of those. It's the most 
hated. Do you like it? When he I was when it. we were living together and we I were, loved it. And I sat down in his room and like he would go through these cutscenes. I was basically being like Nelson from The Simpsons, just going ha <laughs> at it because <laughs> it was that bad to me. You loved it, right? Uh, I but loved yeah, it. I did. Well, good job, dude. Thank Anyways, you. Anyways, I'm, I'm I'm not ruling out owning this game because I love the 2D. I'll probably get it I love point. the 2D Mario yeah. games, dude. They are what they are and they're awesome. I think it's one of those things where again, for me personally, like if it if it's on sale, I know Nintendo doesn't like that word. The a word lot. In, uh, sale yeah. with Nintendo. <laughs> it's huh. a yeah. They've done a little bit better over the years since they've added if e shops and things like that. If it but was like 30 bucks, I'd pick it up. It's worth it. Yeah, you know, because again, like just the Luigi levels being able to say, let me take my Switch on the go with me. And do something that literally is only going to last 100 seconds. You know, that's, that's, another, that's appealing. That's another thing, and maybe it was just assumed, but now you can play New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe on the go. Which that is, is true. Which is, adds like $10 to the value. Doesn't it? At least $42. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I was I was really close to buying it, playing it with you. I, I just didn't. Um, I watched Harry Potter instead. There you go. You know, and I saw you uh, playing it. I, I played NBA 2K. I played Super Mario Party with the wife, and then as I did that, I saw you playing Diablo. So I was like, Ooh. Oh. Me and, I thought me and Clarissa, me and my wife. Your wife? It's ironic. I've got her playing Diablo again. Don't you think? But it's on, <laughs> but it's on Switch. It's a too ironic. We are now, she's a, she's a Paragon level 25. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I really do think. <laughs> and I'm a Paragon level 22. Ah, <laughs> uh, children. But, uh... You want to call? You really want to do that? <laughs> you really want to see? I think my Paragon level was like five hundred something. Take my wife's. Uh, your wife. Don't make don't make her stomp you into the ground. I mean, if she wants to come and 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 dedicate that and and do it, I, hey, hey, that's fine. But until hey. you do it, you know. The point is, she did. Yeah, and you did the thing. <laughs> and you, you did. deleted the game. <laughs> she was never as high as I was. I played with her before. Well, she's the one that actually. Do you grinded. feel better? When you say those things out loud. Yeah. You ruined it for her. I didn't mean to. <laughs> she actually did it without any help from anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Playing with co-op. Diablo anything. Richard name. All I did was play online. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, man, can you get me bumped up real quick? Hey, play man. with me. Hey, you who, try who you try we? going out there and grinding for a set of the highest level. See how long that takes you. Don't get no help with that. That took me. That took many hours to do. What's he doing right now? I, one, anyway, uh, since we're on Diablo, is it still the definitive version to play on the uh, Switch? There, John. I don't know. You That's, said that last week. You said if you want to play Diablo, play it on the Switch. You're oh, I was just, I was just talking about how awesome it is. Oh the Goblin Amiibo throws you into the vault every day. Uh, no, you mentioned have, that. You mentioned that, sir. Sir, definitive version is actually on PC and came out in two thousand. You, you said that, bro. <laughs> you said if you're going to buy Diablo now, buy it on the Switch. It's the place to play it. That's fine. There could have been a variation of don't, that. Don't I don't, it's fine. He was trolling. <laughs> Anyways. Ganon, goblins, all kind of things. Apparently someone's and going to jail. And crime happened. <laughs> um, or ambulance. I said if you haven't... What would you do if blue lights were just flashing? <laughs> if you haven't played Diablo 3 yet and you're interested in playing it, I recommend playing it on the Switch. That's mm. all I said. It was something like that. Play the tape. I don't know. I think I that was tape. the tape because it was exactly like that. <laughs> you suck. Uh, you guys want to do news? <laughs> I mean, sure, dude. Let's just Whatever. let's just. And they're already checking out. No, let's let's uh, let's end this topic time like we started it. Just out the just, gates. Yeah. Just, okay. Pivot. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. 
Weekly Games Chat presents the news. <gasps> news. <laughs> news. You need to quit you, you did not. You did not lean back and just yeah. look at all that peakage. I think that was me that was going him. coughing uh, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I got to start taking sinus medicine. Like yeah. not, sinus, not sinus medicine. Is that large allergy, enough for you? Allergy medicine. Yeah. Okay. I really wish you'd uh, scoot it. John, does that look good to you? I'm fine. I can scoot. Whatever you need. Who's going first? That's way better for me. There's something about the glare of the TV or whatever. Who? You went last last week, but did I go first? I think I kicked it off, so you go first this week. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. You, talk, right. you talk about this bank. <laughs> Fortnite <clears throat> has made bank. <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> according to data... Has made two point four billion dollars in revenue what last data? year. For the record, I think that's like super, super data is the company that measures this, not just which data. I which I list later yeah. on. Oh, okay. I, I, well, you said according to data, so that's why. Yeah, super so data is data can produces data. Yeah. So it is accurate. Just let them some, finish the statement. Some people might have led off with the company who put the report. Let's out. just finish the <laughs> statement. And it's completely subjective. Yeah. Oh. Two point four billion in revenue last year. See, I'm now I'm just all flustered. You got it, bro. And now Tighten holds up. the record for the most annual revenue of any video game in history. What? For the year. This data does not include revenue from Android or PvE mode, Save the World. In addition, Super Data also reports that 34% of all U.S. players bought the Battle Pass on a regular basis. To make things even more impressive, Netflix indicated in its quarterly report that it competes for screen time with Fortnite more than it does HBO. Yeah, like no one was even close when I looked at this. <clears throat> that is crazy. Now, I, here's the thing. They are top for... Uh, I, I think I might have asked you this, so I don't think I asked you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were top of the free, free-to-play free games, right? You know, because, of course, that's sure. core. That's free-to-play. Yep. Uh, do you know what the top-selling paid-for game was in terms... Of, well, not top-selling, but top-revenue-generating game was last year for mm-hmm. paid games. Like You had to at least pay something to play it. Grand Theft Auto Five? No, that was number nine, though. Oh. <laughs> At least I made the top ten, John. Yeah, did good, buddy. <laughs> uh, so the number two game for last year, if you paid for it, well, no, they were number one on paid. They were they're in a separate. Well, list. I'm not confused now. Yeah, what does this mean? This is this is skins and yeah, emotes and stuff yeah, like that. Free stuff. But yeah, this is. But he's talking about a category where. You have to pay intro. And like, for instance, like Call of Duty or Red Dead. You had to pay 60 bucks to get the game. Star right? Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> it was PUBG. PUBG oh. was $1.4 billion last year. Oh, a lot of people bailing out on the PUBG. Yeah, and I was like, when I looked at it, I was like, dear Lord, all right. Well, I guess everyone's doing fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading this news. Yeah, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. And I He's look done. up, I look up at my family, and I go, and Aiden is is playing the game while I'm reading this news, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know, if 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 the kids out there are realizing how much money they're, you know, funneling into this thing. And I said, I said, guys, let me ask no. you something. If you had to guess, just throw out a number, how much do you think Fortnite made mm-hmm. last year? Mm-hmm. And he said, two point five billion. Dang. He just was guessing. Yeah. It's like Rain Man guessing the 
the toothpicks that fell on the floor. He, yeah, he tried to throw some astronomical number out there, and it's really close to what it yeah. is. That's what's so impressive about it. Was it was crazy. And I thought you were going to say, like, think of how many households are having <clears throat> at least one person in that house at any given time playing Fortnite. And, like, even my house, I have a guy who, as soon as he gets home from school till he goes to bed, is playing Fortnite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's numbers of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris, there are. <laughs> his job, analyst. Um, yep. Dude, I, there job. Are I literally almost just wore Diet Dr. Pepper because of your analytics. Um. <laughs> I'm not shocked, though. Um, I'm wondering where it will be next year. Like uh, if it exceeds or declines? Well, it'll be one of those things, right? Now it's into... <laughs> It's it's out of its prime. It'll be one of those things. It'll be one of those things where it's, out, it's of its out of its prime year. Yeah. How do you right? know that? Yeah, for sure. So, How do you know that? We don't know. Well, I don't think it can accelerate in terms to being know. something that is now. It's now something that's known to the world versus before it was this new thing where everyone is consistently. Have you played Fortnite? Why aren't you playing Fortnite? You should get on Fortnite and then you get in, you get sucked in. Right? Is this the first time that it can re- that is recorded an entire year? Did it I come want, out in 2017? It came out in 2017, like towards the end, oh, right? Okay. It was like September or so mm-hmm. when it finally released that mode. Yeah. So I, I'm just kind of like looking. It's interesting. I have no doubt it will be when they, if they Cash do this cow. next year, it's going to be in the top five or probably I would be Maybe willing top, to bet number one. Yeah, sure. It would not surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. I or them are a mobile game. That's what it always is. So, but I'm interested to see, does it continue to grow even though maybe it's attention kind of shifts because of course games media and all they'll cover it but it's not going to be the same way that they were covering it right now yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. speaking of covering ea wanted to cover uh speculation around game cancellations did they now um so yeah ea responded officially uh ea has officially commented on the reports that an open world star wars game has been canceled Quote, there's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into the future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share more about our new projects when the time is right. End quote. EA did not officially deny the rumors that a game project has been canceled. Yeah, that's that's just good PR talk to say yeah, we're not oh, ready to say it's canceled it's crazy how yeah it, that's all it is yeah yeah so yeah there's that i wonder if this is kind of an argument of like the the information is right but the details are wrong mm-hmm. in in that there's no details i mean we've heard developers talk about ever since we've been you know in involved in games that the beginning stages of these things you throw stuff at the wall mm. and then you cast it away. And I'm almost suspicious that that's really what we're making this out to be. I mean, it's, is this a mountain out of a molehill, John? You said that, not me. <laughs> I don't think so because it's been reported that Disney is not too satisfied how things have gone with Who's EA. reported that? Uh, it's been out there for months as far as Where? Like, it's Craig them. Uh, I've seen Are it. Are we talking about the president of Disney? Indicating well, that he hasn't been satisfied with Battlefield or Battle I think it's more Front? so that Battlefront? if it's the bigger part to it would be that the people who are running Disney now are not the same people who signed these deals when uh, they they licensed out the Star Wars license to EA. So there's like this thing of like, well, we signed this 10 year agreement and all we've got to show for it is a mobile game, 
which they don't have a lockdown on in in two battlefront games, right? I guess so what I'm like, you know, I guess what I'm asking for. Did you hear that somebody somebody from Disney commented about their library of games and projects, or were I've, you talking about? the president or whoever it was talking about that particular fiasco. No, I'm more so talking about the fact that I've heard from numerous people who are in the games media that there have been consistent rumors around that EA is not too satisfied. I've heard on numerous podcasts. Jason Schreier? I've heard Jason Schreier. I've heard Arthur Geese talk about it. I mean, Arthur Geese is not even in the industry anymore. Yeah, but he still has connections in the industry as far as that. It's not like that goes away. And he is in the industry still. He writes for variety. Um, but, like I said, he's not in the industry anymore. <laughs> anyways, it, it's just I one stand by my comment. I kind of look at this as like, to me, this is what you would call a classic non-denial denial, right? Like you're not confirming the story, but at no point did you actually come out and say, yeah, that's true. And it's probably just because they want to, when they do announce this as an official cancellation, it's probably because they have something else that they would rather announce to you instead. I just wonder if we just have a heightened awareness of it because it's EA and Star Wars and sure, Battlefront sure. 2 and all that stuff. When projects that are set out mm-hmm. turn out to be not the game that is the finished product. Damn. I would be willing to bet that, this, that that's all this is right now. Maybe. And if- it's a story in search of a headline to me. Possibly. Mm. But... We do know. <laughs> we'll see how you do this. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know, while that may, while that, you know, day, right. <laughs> no, while, that, while the uh, cancellation of games from EA may worry you, there are some people that like to put the rest worry. Like Bungie. That's stupid, too. Yeah. I we tried. should just be ourselves. I tried. Just say the next thing. Bungie John. and the future of Destiny. Boo. Luke Smith. Destiny Luke. franchise director has put worry to rest about the future of Destiny for many fans. Smith posted on the company's website thanking Activision and other development partners for their help. Quote, we want to find the line between new content that many players can play and aspirational content for players to progress toward. We're exploring improvements to catch up mechanics for players in upcoming seasons. Bungie is committed to Destiny. We created the universe, and we hold its future entirely in our hands, end quote. He further clarified that much of the Bungie team is currently working on future Destiny content, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm getting You're the, the Destiny guy. I'm getting the itch. I used to be. Mm. Um, I just mean you're the subject matter expert. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting the itch to want to go back and play it. I don't know if it's because now I know Bungie has kind of like their own... Because like, Activision's not involved. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's what's got me hyped to play it. Um... <laughs> I know I was very close at a previous time when some people I played with were playing it and saying, no, you don't understand. It's good. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you just get the itch, John. You know, you got to scratch it. Or take penicillin. Whether it's like uh, your taint, your ear, your foot, whatever it is, you got to scratch it, man. What is a taint? So see John Bright. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my question to you guys is, do you think Bungie can move forward without a distributor of some kind sure can they, they'll can find they, one. Yeah. Can, chris said it last week yeah like the, he he I, I said why can't they just make their own games like why can't they publish them everything and chris was like nah they're not as big as an ea was not Could EA, it be, um, but they can they're Sorry. big enough to make their own games and then just go out there and go like hey 2k would you like to publish destiny 3 Platinum and make games? and make a well nordic Platinum, games no, no. <laughs> All THQ those, Nordic? I was going to say, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, like, you know, they could go there. They could they could make a deal with Ubisoft. Who knows? I you think never that, know. I think that's too... They could Sega? Make, I think that would be too competitive with Division and so Maybe. many other things that they've got. That would just clutter up space. That's why I don't Square? think they were, 
maybe Square. I just Damn. I don't. Oh, think... you mean like having two games on ships? <laughs> what? No, no, no. No, Ubisoft. The, like, you know, the, mean like having two. The type two of game out? when you're trying when you're c- competing like with Assassin's so much Creed on ships, and then let's make a ship game about ships. <laughs> Ubisoft Touché. next week. Touche. This this spring, just dance ships. <laughs> so you're dancing on a ship. ship. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. What this sounds like to me is like we want to make the content we want to make, um, and we don't want to have to worry about what a a publisher overhead of us thinks we should be making. I just want and to that doesn't and say, surprise me. Uh, screw Activision. They were some bs. <laughs> But I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, who knows? Time will tell. I I don't. You're saying so many great there, lines. There are some. <laughs> it, it's kind of like there will be someone who will publish this game, even if it's down to Microsoft and Sony individually publishing it for their respective consoles. If that's mm-hmm. what it took. I mean, there's too much money to be made. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of free, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty's Blackout. Uh, Call of Duty Four. Blackout, wait, Call of Duty Black Ops 4's Battle Royale mode, there you go. Blackout, became free to play on Thursday, January 17th on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The trial will end tomorrow, January 24th. So if you're just hearing about it now, you might want to go home for lunch and go ahead and download it um, because it's going to go away. Uh, the update will include everything from the base Battle Royale mode only. That's the only free thing you get. Uh, it's fine. Just just mess with things, Chris. Don't worry about it. Probably a little low. Yeah, it's okay. Can I help you? I'm not low to their ears. Now I'm super loud in my ears. <clears throat> well, you're the worst board op of all time. But you're totally in the green, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> it's fine, dude. I'm done. There you go. You still playing this? Uh, yeah, Call of Duty. The when I play it, it's more multiplayer and uh, zombie mode. Haven't really dived any kind of way into Blackout. Really. Yeah, not a people bit. are mixed on what they're playing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's from makes, our friends. That, that's what makes this game so good because all three modes, yeah, are good. They're very. Ryan good. Leaf loves the zombies, um, mm-hmm. and he got me to really love the zombies. Yeah, a lot of people love zombies, uh, and then you know Tate and all them love multiplayer. the multiplayer, and then uh, Slade and Jeff, and they play the blackout. Yep. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. And no need sh- to apologize for how good it is. Apologize. We, we, should, we should know next week. Whether Chris owes me lunch or not, <laughs> it is. It's it's, it's starting time. to leak out. Yeah, I've saw a couple of posts today about it. So what the hard, the main big data says and out there, but obviously they're not the super data things. or just the data. Yeah. I'm but talking the, about sales, but yeah, the for big MVP, data. Yeah, their main thing hasn't released, but they're like teasing up some things. So, oh, did any hints at all? Uh, switch one December as far as uh, uh, I'm talking about this between this. Oh and no, Red Dead. yeah, no, I don't know that yet. What did you think we were talking about? <laughs> He said Chris owes me lunch, and now you're calling out Switch Run December? Dude, Switch. did you have a stroke, dude? Switch one, <laughs> Switch one December? No, well, we were talking about whether you owe me a lunch oh, or not. Well, I was we, just talking was, about I was talking about MPD in general. Like but, this but is we what were talking why? about. Why? Why? Why did you do that when he said Chris is going to owe me lunch? Because we just talked about Call of Duty, and then you went talking about MPDs. Well, because what he was referring to is the bet is predicated on MPD numbers. So I was like, hey, yeah, dude, they're slowly starting to roll. Predicate out. my. <laughs> you should Details. apologize. I'm not. You can't make me do that. Well, I know who is. Oh. Ubisoft. Who? What? Apologizes. It's amazing. Unfortunately. 
Ubisoft has run into some controversy or controversy Thank you. with its second DLC for <laughs> Legacy of the First Blade. What is that? It's a DLC called <laughs> Legacy of the First Blade. Well, what's it? What is that from? It's kind of about the first person to ever use a hidden blade. It's from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Sean. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> the game <laughs> The game had distinguished itself early on by allowing players free range of choices to include types of relationships to pursue. However, the recent DLC update pigeonholes the player into a heterosexual relationship in order to serve the story, which I won't spoil here, but one can imagine. Ooh. Ubisoft responded to those offended, saying, quote, We strive to give players choice whenever possible in Odyssey and apologize to those surprised by the events in this episode. Without spoiling it, you will engage in an important relationship as part of a set story. The motivation behind this relationship is yours to explore in-game and will be reflected in your character's story arc. Mm. There is one episode left in Legacy of the First Blade, which will tie your character's actions together. That's supposed to be an in-quote. They further clarified with an apology. Uh, prior to this, what I read was kind of how they explained it, but it didn't help. It didn't alleviate any outrage. So they they eventually caved and apologized. We want to extend an apology to players disappointed by a relationship your character partakes in. The intention of this story was to explain how your character's bloodline has a lasting impact on the assassins. But looking through your responses, it is clear that we missed the mark. End quote. Yeah. I don't know enough to com- I don't I don't know enough to comment about it. I'll take it from here. I haven't <laughs> played, I haven't played it, but I will say this: it when a open world RPG gives you choice as far as how you're going to perceive love interest, whatever you decide, and right? then takes it away from and you? then takes away. It kind of does ruin the concept of like what that is meant to do, right? It's like if you want to be a homosexual uh, person in the game they usually have those options available to you and you can proceed to go down that path that that's what you want to do. I don't usually do it, but um, so I could definitely understand here if like you're in interested in role playing in this game, right. And you've always denied heterosexual relationships. And now all of a sudden you're being told that that choice has gone out the window for the sake of main story for, I guess, uh, kind of legacy reasons right you know for them to set up a bloodline for later or whatever it kind of yeah it takes away that whole entire point it was like well if i was role playing this way and now that's gone it kind of sucks because it's like my choices for the previous 50 hours apparently now have no you know ground on it so 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 i guess i guess my thought was if a game wants to say this is how the story is that's still fine if they had chose to have a heterosexual story sure. in general. But because of the fact that everything up to this point, you really had all the choices you wanted to make in the world, yeah. that's where the kind of, not outcry or outrage, but the kind of like, really, guys, you're missing the mark kind of aspect of it comes from, right? Yeah. That, that's the only thing I would have a problem with it. But, again, I've been playing a heterosexual well, actually, no, because it's Greece. I've just been kind of I've, sleeping I've been, with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You've been going to Pound Town? No, no, I haven't. I haven't gone to Pound Town. <laughs> but I will say, I mean, while I haven't dove into the DLC, yeah. I have finished the game. We know, the main John. story. And uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, I got to tell you, th- this is reminiscent. I don't know if it, it's an exact, you know, it, nothing ever is exact, but. Um, kind of fan complaints about how Mass Effect 3 ended 
or Ooh. what Mass Effect did with story versus all the things and decisions you made didn't seem to matter and sort of, you know, the ending didn't seem to justify the journey. No, they're idiots. <laughs> Which you know, I, That's I what would, you just said yeah. I would. I, I'm not saying anybody's an idiot. Yeah, you I, said I just, the Mass Effect guys. Are no, I'm calling the fans. This idiots. Oh. <laughs> one of the chief complaints I heard about this game, uh-huh. which is legitimate. In fact, Chris and I actually said it on the episode. Yeah, was these relationships? They don't mean anything. They don't mean a thing. Yeah, they are. I think there's one connection you make with a player, which is, which is driven by the story, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. It just puzzles me that people use this as a political cudgel to go after a company for making agency in a game who who has the vision. You know, I'm I'm sure that there's people out there that are legitimately offended with no motive. But if the relationships to begin with never mattered and the bloodline of this character mattered, which the story indicated the bloodline of the character mattered... This is a logical step to making sure that bloodline carries on. There's no way of getting around that story arc logically while insisting that you maintain the sexual lifestyle you want it to maintain. And I would argue that the sexual lifestyle you have in this game is the least important of your agency in the game. Sure. There are more agency to who you decide to kill, how you how you decide to approach story. There are so many other things that bear 10 times more weight than who you go inside a door with and go to pound town. Yeah. Whether it's, <laughs> whether it's a man, a woman or a goat. Oh, but maybe that's the point. Like is that there will inevitably be some people that like, if they're given that option, they would prefer to have to be able to make their own preference of choice as opposed to just being told, nope, you're heterosexual now. And but again, that is, goes right? back to my, my initial yeah. thing is, but if that's how the game wants it, cause that's the story that they wrote yeah. is, is that really bad? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. That's just my two yeah. cents. And I, don't I think you spoke well, John, I think you spoke yeah. well, Chris. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, if they felt the need to apologize, they did it. I don't, sometimes I believe that when you, when you need to apologize, you should. But then I, I feel like sometimes, like I alluded to earlier, um, you're pressured maybe to apologize when you really. It's just shouldn't. easier for him to apologize. Yeah, in like, this case, I think it's the right yeah. thing to do. For it's real. like, look, just apologize and move on because, and if we're being honest mm-hmm. here, no one's going to care about this in two months. Two months from now, no. like, Ubisoft Kevin, is Kevin Hart gone. is done apologizing. <laughs> yeah, he's going to let everybody. And know. he doesn't care. <laughs> let Michael Strahan ask him, John, huh? <laughs> um, Kojima shows off his game. Yeah. Ooh. That same Kojima that you're going, that Kojima? Yes. I wrote this hoping you would read it. You may not believe this, but there are people outside of Kojima Productions who have seen two hours of Death Stranding. Uh, Don't be jealous because it's not us. However, they showed the game to the next best group of people. That's subjective. (laughs) Guerrilla Games. Don't get your hopes too high because they clarified that the game is not yet completed. Likely, this was a thank you for allowing the game to run in Guerrilla Games in Studio Engine. Uh, Regardless, I would be shocked if after seeing two hours of the game, you still had any clue as to what the hell the game is about. As it's it's meant to be. Somebody described it on a podcast going, you know, you're Guerrilla Games and you're watching this thing and everybody's, everybody's looking at each other going, what is this? And then Kojima turns around and they're like... 
you know, thumbs up. Love it, dude. Can't wait to see the rest. It's like you can't tell you can't tell Martin Scorsese that his movie's crap. He's Martin Scorsese. It's like nobody knows what he's doing. And what is it? Mads Mikkelsen had done all his lines for the film, and he came out and said, "I I don't know what it's about. I have no clue." That last movie he did. No, this. Um, He's a The Departed. That's funny. (laughs) But uh, hey. I think he's probably just. I, I could definitely agree. He's probably appreciative because he's. This is the first time he hasn't had to build a game engine for whatever he wants sure, to make. Yeah. That probably saved him five years right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably true. <laughs> but uh, I, I wait and hope that at some point we see a little bit more of it this year. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, I know it didn't make my most anticipated of 2019, but it would be because it won't come out this yeah. year. It'd be right. funny, like when they finally reveal this, is that like you. It's been all diversion. And then in the end, it's like, oh, look, there's Snake. It's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh. Yeah. Not a laughing matter, though, John. Yes. Pinkerton Consulting. And ex- I can't even do this. Pinkerton Consulting and Investigation sues Take Two. Who's Take Two, Sean? Just keep reading, John. <laughs> they Decem- make the NBA 2Ks. Yeah. In <laughs> December, the above company, because I don't want to say it again, sent Take-Two Interactive a cease and desist letter. Now, I had not heard about this, and I'm sure Chris had. I had. Uh, a cease and desist letter over the use of the characters Andrew Milton and Edgar Ross. Pinkerton showed appreciation. Pinkerton! <laughs> showed appreciation for Rockstar's clear affection for Pinkerton, but felt the developer was Quote, creating a false impression that the game was made by or connected with Pinkerton, end quote. Poor Sean, man. (laughs) He is coming unglued. (laughs) I'm good, man. Let's just keep reading, bro. They they are demanding a lump sum or ongoing royalties. Take two, countersued Pinkerton, claiming the characters are within the protection of the First Amendment and are requesting the characters be declared fair use, arguing they're part of Red Dead Redemption 2. Redemption 2's detailed historical setting. That's a fair point. Quote. I wonder how Chris feels about this. Oh, here we I go. I mean, it's already out, so I don't it's care. greatest game ever. I don't care. It, it's already out um, <laughs> at the very, I mean, at what, the very least, they'll probably just pay him some money and move on. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I will say their one problem I could see is that, like, they're in the first game. And that came out 10 years ago and you didn't say anything then. Well, Mm -hmm. what was those same two characters are in the first game more predominantly. Uh, So, you know, I don't understand how you would be okay with it then when that game sold 15 million. Right. Mm -hmm. And now 10 years later, you all of a sudden have a problem with it. Why? Because I mean, because why? Because they don't look great and ethical because guess what? They sure as hell weren't ethical in the first game either. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure it will work itself out. I actually do think that's an interesting point because, yeah, that's usually the way uh, with something like Assassin's Creed gets around those issues is like you can say that they're fair use because it is a historical thing. Like, you know, for instance, like no one's suing because Call of Duty puts Nazis in games, right? Yeah, no one's suing the author of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Exactly. Because they, you know. I love that book. (laughs) It's Uh, the that's the first book I ever bought. Clarissa. Well, I remember that. That's a fun Abraham, fact. Abraham I do remember that. Dude, that book is so good. I never read it. It's on my list. You I just, should. The movie was meh. It's, it's, more up, it's more up my alley than hers. Dude, it's yeah. so good. Um, Abraham Lincoln, right? 
Vampire hunter. Hunting vampires, bro. <laughs> Hunting vampires. <laughs> That's amazing. And saving the union. What? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, I'm with you, Chris. I don't think they have any leg to stand on here. I mean, historical historical fiction is a thing. Yeah. Like my favorite book has Theodore Roosevelt as a character. You know, as as police commissioner of New York, uh, launching an investigation that never happened. Yeah. About a serial murder that never happened. What book is this? It sounds amazing. Uh, the Alienist mm-hmm. by oh. Caleb Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that on? Dude, new bit. John's Reading Club of the Month. <laughs> what or is John, John's Book Club. What's there John it is. reading? Uh, yeah, right now I'm reading a book called... Yeah. That would be good. good stuff. But yeah, yeah this is... This is uh, this That'd be is, outstanding. This is dead in the water. I just... Uh, unless Rob disagrees with us, he can let us know. <laughs> wonder if Rob has Ooh. two cents on that. Ooh, I'd love to I'd love hear, to hear it. It, yeah. it's just, it just doesn't seem like a thing to me. I hope Rob's okay from all the snow they got. You know what is a thing? The Division 2 beta... Oh, pivot! <laughs> that was a good old lock and loaded pivot right there, huh? Yeah. Uh, Division Two gets a private beta. Ubisoft has announced that the private beta for the Division Two will launch in early February. February. <clears throat> the beta will last from February seven through February ten. Players can gain access to this beta by pre-ordering the game on Amazon or GameStop or wherever you want to. Or by re- registering for limited spaces through the game's website. Uh, no details were specifically given on the beta except to say, quote, experience mm. the dangers of post-pandemic Washington, D.C. <laughs> With Abraham Lincoln vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and Teddy Roosevelt as our presidently police officer guy. End quote. Police officer guy. It's actually a good time for that to come out because it's like days before all the big releases start rolling out. So it's like you have that last little weekend. Why not go check out the division? And then you can generate some hype. Yep. Yeah. Then you can either go play crackdown far cry or, uh, or Metro. And then if you're going to go play Anthem, you go play that the week after. Yeah. And by the time that game is ready to come out, you're like, Oh yeah, I played that back in February. I should check that out. Yeah. That's how it goes. Chris. Yeah. Smart. You know what may also be Oh, smart? my God. We got to stop letting him do pivots, John. <laughs> Just say the thing. It's also skipping Steam. What is? Division 2. Oh. <laughs> I feel like this came up last week. See, that was good. How we did that, see? Yeah, I, I put it in there because do that? I got... Just ravaged by you two for not putting it in. As so, you should. <laughs> Ubisoft and Epic Games together dropped a steamer. Ooh, a Cleveland one. They are, <laughs> they are teaming up to bring the publishers PC games. What? Yeah. You wrote this. I know. The publisher's PC games, like computer games, uh, including The Division. Including The Division 2. Thanks, man. Jeez. To the epic game. Just read what you wrote, you bro. You know me better Just read anyone. what You're you so wrote. You're so dumb. Man. <laughs> they are teaming up to bring the publisher's PC games, including The Division 2, to the Epic Game Store. The game will be semi-exclusive to Epic Game Store on Windows PC. The game will also be sold on Ubisoft's online store. Epic has already made a few exclusive deals for the online store, but the deal made with Ubisoft puts a large, shiny feather in their cap. Basically says, screw you, Steam. We're not doing anything to help you. <laughs> because they want to launch that Epic Game thing. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. What would do you, I mean you wanted you kind of alluded to the fact that I should have put this in the news last week. Why are they doing this? Well, they're doing it because I think most developers do not like working with Steam. You know, they don't like the fact that they take 
a very large percentage of the sales that come out there. And Epic is offering a much better return. Uh, but the other thing is that they see this as an option. Like everyone went out there and tried to launch their own store. You know, Ubisoft have one. EA has Origin. Um, I think Bethesda might even have something. I can't remember. Of course, uh, you, you've seen it with uh, Activision and uh, Bal, uh, Bal, Bal, yeah. Pass, Balnet. That's what it, Balnet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Battle dot net. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're all trying to do what they can to kind of maybe inflict some harm so that they can create their own markets. Yeah, uh, that's exactly long-term. what it is. Well, Sean, uh-huh. Ubisoft has left Steam and taken its business elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's talents, if you will. Yeah. But finally this week. <laughs> finally this week. Elsevier's <laughs> expansion announced. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. No, I don't think it's called Elsewhere. It looks like it's called Elsewhere. I think looks it's like looks like Danny Elfman. Elsewire. I think it's called it, it's you gotta think it's it's Bethesda, it's Elder Scrolls, it's not just gonna be elsewhere. I think it's a play on words and spelled funky for well, you because to immediately John, recognize elsewhere, which I, is why I pivoted and segued into elsewhere. Well here's play the thing. along. Here's the deal. I'm gonna say elsewhere, and if it's wrong, it's John's fault, okay? Fine. So the Elder Scrolls Online, otherwise known as ESO, <laughs> elsewhere, the next major expansion in the popular MMO. John, what does MMO stand for? Massively multiplayer online or some variation of that word. Okay, will be released on June 4th. That's a special day for me, and you'll never know why. The expansion will be in similar size and scope of last year's Somerset Zone, which was pretty awesome if you played it. I actually, Chris, got to be honest, I kind of want to play some ESO. Um, And features a 30-hour main story told over four quarterly releases. Quarterly. Nice. That means like once every three months or something. Um, That's a quarter. (laughs) The story will see players side with the Khajiit as they defend their homeland from both invading Imperials and dangerous dragons. Yes, dragons. (gasps) That's legit. Um, The expansion will um, also introduce the Necromancer, which means something. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, this is the first new class since the Warden was an, was added in 2017. Really cool. They are pretty dope. Uh, this is just a few items in what appears to be a ton of new content for 2019. Hey, Elder Scrolls fans, rejoice. For sure. It's definitely been an MMO that... It, it started it, weird, right? Yeah, it started and slow it, and they, they figured it out. Kind of like yeah. how, you know, Knights of the Old Republic or... Uh, of course, Final Fantasy Online uh, for 14. Uh, and, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of like it's like one of those things where I think if you are the hardcore of uh, Elder Scrolls fans, this is why you're okay waiting for six, right? Like, you would love to have that, and I'm sure there'll be plenty uh, for people to dive into when that ever comes out in 2030. Uh, but before then, it's like, just keep adding to this world because there's a lot of content and a lot of places and races and classes you can explore. So I'm sure it will be good. Is that it? I can't wait. I know you really can't wait. <laughs> I, I can't wait. You could, we could play together on, uh, on Xbox through game pass. We can. Yeah. It's all our scrolls is on there. It's an MMO on a console that runs amazing on a console. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's legit. Why hasn't, uh, dumb question I'm pretty confident why hasn't WoW come to consoles 
Blizzard doesn't want it to. They'd rather have Diablo 3 mobile game announced at BlizzCon. <laughs> That's probably right. Plus, he they probably want crossplay. I'm sure. In you would think, yeah. yeah. And they're like, no. Nah, yeah. The other consoles like. Nah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. You know, I checked this yesterday, right? And like, it was probably about 5.30 I checked it. One email saying in there, I come in after work today and refresh. I'm like, dear God, what happened? <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Uh, if you want to write your thoughts and opinions in, you can write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like Adam did. Adam. Hello, yeah. Adam. Whoa, Adam's uh, wordy and I like it. Right? Yeah, so uh, much girth in that He paragraph. says... <laughs> he starts by saying, "Good evening, gentlemen." Hey, good evening, good Adam. Evening. Good evening, sir. Can you hand ri- me a match so I can light my pipe? <laughs> At the risk of being long-winded, I wanted to thank you guys for your podcast. I started listening back in 2016 Ooh. during a rough patch in my life. That was also a rough patch. That of was sound a rough- for our life. <laughs> <laughs> well, was uh, it early or late 2016 when it started? Uh, we started in 2015. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then we had good audio then. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Um, uh, and uh, a rough patch in my life and binging and listening to you guys every week was one of the few small joys that helped me keep going. Uh, for that, I can't thank you guys enough. Dude, no, dude, that's awesome. We're glad we we're here for you, man. It's good yeah. to hear from you, for real. I wanted to chime in on something that has come up on your show the last few months and something that I think was quietly debated uh, or quietly the biggest debate in gaming in 2018, that being the debate about video games as art, as represented in the debate between God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2. Chris last week hit the nail on the head in likening Red Dead to, say, a film that would be up for an Oscar, thus missing the mark with the general populace. As an English major and film nerd, I risk sounding like a pretentious snob, but I think the issue with Red Dead not taking off with the public in the same way God of War or Spider-Man have is that the games still largely video games or video games still largely exist in a realm where we define them as pop art. The bar is lower and the standards are lower, but the barrier to entry is also lower. God of War by most video game standards is a great game. God of War by high artistic standards is not a great piece of art. I won't get into my issues with the games uh, with the game too much, but uh, I only say the biggest issue with the game has to do with Atreus. He's half the emotional core of the game, and he's delegated to being a rather annoying exposition dump or puzzle tip giver on top of being poorly written and poorly performed. Oof. This ha- uh, this Subjectivity! One, <laughs> right? This wouldn't be too much of a problem, but considering God of War is garnering substantial <clears throat> amounts of praise for being a mature, thoughtful, emotionally driven narrative masterpiece, it becomes a problem. I blame the director of the game, not the actor, who was a phenomenal uh, as the star of Jonah Hill's film last year, mid-90s, as writing children isn't easy in any medium. That's true. Uh, that being said, it's perhaps the biggest issue that prevents the game from being the consummate work of art that many are falsely claiming it to be. As a result, it has driven me absolutely up the wall to hear it garnering so much or more praise this year than Red Dead 2. 
I get everyone is proud of Sony for bringing God of War into more substantial territory, but it doesn't deserve the praise for being revolutionary when it's simply doing what Naughty Dog and Rockstar have been doing for two console generations now, and a poorer job at that. Good art requires work from those participating in it. Good art requires patience, ask the participants to learn it, and to do some work themselves in an attempt to achieve a kind of meditation. Red Dead Redemption 2 is this, pre- is this in practice. Red Dead is art. It's challenging and requires you to play it and enjoys, enjoy it at its pace. Like Breath of the Wild last year, deeply rewards the player if they allow themselves to open up to it and let, the, uh, let it work its magic on them, rather than simply catering to the player's most basic video game's uh, needs and wants. The question asked, most Red Dead this year has been, it's great, but is it really fun? I would respond by saying its main concern isn't to be fun, God of Wars ultimately is. As a result, Red Dead is advancing video games as art more than God of War, which of those who love video games should be most excited about. History will judge Red Dead as the better game, and history is the only critic that is 100% correct 100% of your time. Of the time. Uh, of the time. Sorry, yeah. Thoughts? Your mom's box? Much love. It's like so serious then. By the way, your mom, your mom's box. <laughs> that's why we're. That's why yeah, we have the best fans and the best listeners ever. I wouldn't go so hard on on them, but I kind of understand what he's saying to I, some degree. I, I get what he's saying, and, yeah. and during the middle of that, I brought up the word subjectivity. Yeah, yeah. And I think ultimately that's what it is. Mm-hmm. To one man, God of War is all the art they need, and Red Dead may not be their cup of tea, and that's where it comes from. But yeah. you can't argue how beautifully done Red Dead Redemption Two is on a massive scale. A scale you know, from 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 front to back, it's a it's a it's a great game. Yeah, but you also you can't tell me that I don't like God of War, and I don't think that that character is a good character. And I'm speaking just in a general term, not me directly. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying if I like God of War, how are you going to tell me that Atreus is not awesome to the story? That he's more than just an annoying kid. Mm-hmm. It depends on how the game like hit you as you played it. If you made the connection with uh, with Kratos and the kid and the story, I'm sorry, you went on a journey and everything about the game was perfect. Mm. It just it just was. If you missed that connection, possibly your experience was different. Um, but to each his own. Look, I I beat God of War and I quit playing Red Dead. Mm. That's just me. Yeah. Y'all got to say something now because well, that's somebody wants somebody wants <laughs> opined. Oh, he's using. You, did you what, did you study what? at the uh, like a dictionary this week or at the source or something? I lost it. You're just smart like it. that. You I just lost graduated. It. You lost, lost it. Thought. I'm no, sorry. I'm just no, I'm good. Um, somebody once said that when asked what the definition of art is, and he said something to the ref, to the to the effect of, "If you have to question whether it's art, that in and of itself means it's art, right? Mm, because that's art, because art. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam should relate then. Mm. Um, I, I look. I respect Adam's opinion, obviously. Um, and I don't have any problem per se with his point regarding Spider-Man, I guess. It's more of the <clears throat> popcorn flick. It's more of the Marvel version of Hollywood sim- cinema, mm-hmm. if you want to apply that to games. But Marvel's cinematic universe yeah. is art. And the MCU, It simply done? is art. Yeah. You don't like the art? <clears throat> That's valid. Mm-hmm. But it is art. Hey. I don't like Picasso, but I would get slapped in the face if I tried to say that Picasso was an art. To me, it's a guy that couldn't draw. <laughs> so that's what, you know, that's what that means to me. You can't think abstractly. 
<laughs> so. Yeah, abstract art is hilarious because we had a, a team outing where the, one of the guys who's kind of a meathead. Yeah. With draws. all due respect to Adam, the idea that They're God right. of War <laughs> is put in the same category and kind of cast to the side like Spider-Man uh-huh. boggles my mind. Mm. I, I know annoying kids. Atreus is not an annoying to, yeah, kid. To, yeah, to me either, I can yeah. tell you. The performances in that game, I'm sorry. Look, I didn't have, I didn't play Red Dead Redemption. I didn't play it. Mm-hmm. But I think we get trapped in this thing where your Xbox or PlayStation, and whether you're Xbox or not, you have to hate PlayStation. If the two games up for up for Game of the Year this year, it's almost like we get tribal with it. You know, yeah. God of War sucks. No, Red Dead Redemption sucks. Why? Because this one's better. To say that God of War is not art and mm. not story and not relationships and not character mm. and not seeing the subtle beauty of, I'd have to spoil it, all the markings that you see on your journey. To you, they're just level design. But as the game progresses, you realize there's a whole lot more to that. That's building something. Mm. That's building a journey for you. And if you don't think that's art... Respectfully, I disagree. I think he was going though, fine art, right, or high level art kind of thing. He's making because he even said like he he to defend himself. He said like not to risk coming off as an English nerd and or a English major and a and a film nerd, right? It's kind of like when I look at uh, today Oscar nominees came out, right? And whenever I look at the best picture thing, there's always two breakdowns of what I see on there. I see things that are well done and really good. And I don't know if I would say like, Oh, they're really, really trying to go to a place that like no one is going or, or like, or from a technical perspective, like, well, just everything like, you know, there, there are some films that they are pushing a boundary. And then there's others that are kind of like, they're following, a formula or whatever, just kind of to make a good, great film. And it happens every year this year. Like I'm looking at the nominees for best picture and I kind of went like, man, there were two films on this list that if you asked me out of all eight that got nominated, I felt pushed boundaries and did all that. And then there's the other six that are solid films. They're great. Some of them are going to be well-remembered, including black Panther was on there. If you want to compare some to Spider-Man, right? Um, so that's kind of like where I take it here. I, I do agree with him to some point. Like there are certain parts in this game, like of God of War, where he's, he's right. It's like kind of pulling from Naughty Dog and what, um, you know, Guerrilla Games did with Horizon Zero Dawn and, and uh, CD Projekt Red did with uh, with uh, Witcher. But right? all art pulls from art. That's just how it works. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption pulls from something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it... it I'm sure it will be debated there, but my point is... I didn't even know this was a bait. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I mean, like, it will like, be debated by people over time, but I, I'm one of those people, I kind of say, when I'm talking about it being an Oscar thing, uh, Adam, I'm more so just meant, like, one is concerned about the gameplay and obviously in how it keeps you paced, so you always feel like there's something for you to go towards, whereas the other is more of, like, again, and he was right, like, kind of like Breath of the Wild, just walk out and see what happens and, and see where you get led to. Sometimes it's a narrative point. Other times it's a just what happens in the world type thing. Right. 
Um, so that was kind of more where I was going to when I was originally talking about it. I think God of War is great. I think it's one of the best games of this generation. Um, I think it's, but you also I, think Red Dead 2 is amazing. Yeah, I just think Red Dead's the better game. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I don't like the whole entire dividing it up and saying one's terrible, one's great. I, I love both. It's Cheers amazing out. that we have both of those. Yeah. That we're able to experience, so that's the way I really want to say. And I've seen this next game that you're going to bring up, okay? And it looks freaking amazing. So, Uh, O Brown wrote in, aka Young Sandwich, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and he says, "Hi guys, could you guys give this game a go?" He titled his email, "My Time at Portisha, Portia, Portia, whatever." Uh, It's truly a beautiful game. Think Stardew Valley Valley meets Breath of the Wild. Love what you guys do. Yeah, thanks for the weekly entertainment. Young sandwich. No problem, young. Um, Look, it gives me things just to go, we'll do. Tell me tell me tell me more about this. Um it just it looks it looks like that. It That's looks cool. it looks amazing. What's it called? Port Portia? The time the time at Portia. The, yeah. The time at Portia? Or Portia. What it's definitely yeah. not Portitia. Like Chris tried to say, he if he would just read the words and not anticipate what he thinks they're going to say. Maybe I have a disability. You might. And I'm going to make sure to talk about that disability. See how you do with numbers. If you have you seen Cobra Kai? Do you see how Johnny handles the students? I have not watched Cobra. Me. Kai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got Clay. He writes a lot on our Facebook page. Yeah, Clay rules. What's yeah. up, Clay? And he says, hey, guys, Clay here. What? What up? <laughs> you know, say something, John. And then he decided to do oh, a very extended indent. <clears throat> That's okay. Uh, but he yeah, just wanted to emphasize. Uh, but he says to suggest something first. Please don't stop. Uh, please don't stop doing your rating scale <laughs> segment. That S word is funny. <laughs> we just figured it was getting limp over time. Oh, boom! <laughs> <laughs> on my thoughts. Hey, here you go. Here's more opinions on this though. On my thoughts of Red Dead Redemption Two, it was a great story and a great game. It's one of my favorites of the generation. However, all the side collections and challenges are a bit much. It probably, or I probably won't mess with it anymore. I may dabble, ooh, dabble, uh, with the online portion eventually. So instead of continue play, oh, and so instead I've continued playing Marvel's The Spider Man. Uh, My most anticipated games I wish to play this year are. Uh, One, finish the story in DLC of Spider Man. Two, Breath of the Wild. Three, Horizon Zero Dawn. Four, Division Two. And five, Days Gone. Game on, fellas. And I'm sure it's been a great episode as always. Yeah, it's it just seven. It's, it just got better from your email. Um, I don't. I don't mean to break the news to you, um, but your most anticipated games list has three games that are already out. Well, oh, that's dang. the thing. I, I figured that. And one you said was your most anticipated of 2017. <laughs> I still need to open Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it's still in the cellophane. I, I can't wait for Days Gone in Division 2. What are you doing tonight? You could open that game. No, man. I got to do some things. <laughs> what do you got to do? You got nothing to do. Well, I'm kind of at this point yeah. now where like the complete edition of Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn is out. Mm-hmm. And I just have standard basic edition. And I'm like, uh, I want complete edition. Yeah, I got the complete edition. It was on sale on uh, the PlayStation Store a couple of, like yeah, during the winter I synced sale. it. Yeah. Should have done it. Well... I had an unopened game sitting right there. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Sean. Yeah, sorry guys. Why did you write and change your spelling? I missed you guys before last time we recorded. And stuff. He says, "Hey, you three ninjas!" Old school movie. Yeah, what up? When I read this originally, I said, "Hey, you surf ninja!" Back. Before. I'm not showing off. I'm playing that's basketball. Another, that's another old school one from that time. I'm letting y'all do this. Come on. 
Uh, it's been a while. Been a while. Sean here. Yeah, here I am. Oh. Last week on the podcast, there was a young buck that <laughs> that mistaken you guys from being uh, mistaken you guys from being from Texas, and Boo. I can understand where you get the mix up from your uh, from because in his defense, you guys do sound like you could be from my neck of the woods, aka Central Texas. Howdy. That's not how they talk in Texas. I know people from Texas. <laughs> this is complete and utter. Non-truthfulness. Utter. By Sean. <laughs> fake right. news. Fake, fake news. But if that was the case during the podcast, we would love to hear you guys. Chris, I, the I, word I, love yeah. is not there. Well, you know you what? You just added a word. <laughs> you know what? Just read what they wrote. You're going to get butchered <laughs> so much during the news next week. No, I'm not. I read what's there. I'm going to remember I that. don't make words up. Okay, I'm going to remember word, this. If, if, the word, fake words. if the word like was there, I might could see where you I said love. I will remember this. Good. It's on audio for the world to hear forever. Sean, By the way, you look like a big. Uh, do you really? Pot. Do you really <laughs> calling the kettle? Really? Black. That's Sean, what you do. In fairness, that's all what you words like. are made up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but that was the case during the podcast. We would love to hear you guys playing uh, with your six shooters, spurs hitting together, and horses in the background. Not that was a joke, due to people outside of Texas thinking. That's still Texas for you. Wait, wait, it's not. <laughs> that being said, the family and I will be moving soon and expecting twins late July to East Texas, uh, where some still think that way more or less pow pow. <laughs> okay. Pow pow. Pew pew. Uh, anywho, <laughs> my questions to you guys is have you guys heard or played Zelda the Ancient Stone Tablets? Are any of you guys going to play Resident Evil 2 remake? Oh, I'm sorry. Remark. Let me say it exactly. It, how read it just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming this week. Have a good weekend game on. Oh, it's already bought. And then what at is? the very bottom, he also said, oh, I forgot one more thing. I asked my wife. Your wife. If the twins were two boys, if we can name them Sean and Sean. <laughs> Spelled differently. Thought Sean might find that funny. Hence uh, the laughter. I did. Um, I don't know about this tablet game. I don't know what it is. John, you're the super fan. Of what? Zelda, Zelda Ancient Stone Tablet Game. Did we just get trolled? Yeah. <laughs> be hilarious if he's laughing right now. <laughs> Those guys thought a stone tablet game was coming out. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but we, it's possible that Resident Evil 2 um, is going to be the game for next week. I have some. Or I think Ash. Yeah, the week after will be it. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. They're going to play some other hack game. <laughs> We've already played it. Yeah. Oh, I've already played it. Yeah, he, yeah. just wait for that one, guys. It's going to be a doozy. Thanks for your support. <laughs> what did you bring to the table? That, that's part of the, the shtick, you sensitive Nelly. Calm down. Sensitive Nelly. Uh, but, yeah, we are going to definitely cover it, I think, as you said, the week after, because it's coming out on Friday, so we just figured that kind of game, <laughs> it would be better to... Uh, yeah, when we started kind of adopting that to where if a game does come out like on a Friday, we very rarely want to turn around and only have a couple yeah. of days with it. If it doesn't have a lot of story or someone isn't willing to basically take four days of their life <laughs> and dedicate solely to the game, it, it's just easier. Um, and finally, in emails this week, Nico <clears throat> writes in and says, Dear Chris, Sean, and John, congrats on What's the spelling there, Nico. What's, What's happening? Uh, I mentioned some time ago that I was going to email in, and I finally got around to doing so. I found the podcast around August of 2018, and I was working on the Platinum for Wolfenstein. Nine! 
Nein! Uh, at the oh, time. das war great game! Das war very good Ja, game. das ist gut, ja! I love killing Nazis! At the time, I was going through some things, and the podcast brought me a lot of enjoyment and escape. Thank yeah. you, sir. Oh. It also reignited my love for gaming, and I haven't missed an episode since. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a couple points to make and then a small request. First, I completely agree that the Diablo release was handled terribly. Thank terribly. you. Thank so, you. Terribly. Uh, nothing's uh, been released. <laughs> I understand both sides, <laughs> but the communication should have been much more clear. I believe the important part is fans who spent money to be at the convention because Blizzard isn't struggling for money. Preach. Ooh, those people may have saved for years to come to that one BlizzCon and should not have even relatively been misled. Well, they should have read the internet. <laughs> they should have done their homework, John. <laughs> as far as Game of the Year is concerned, I would agree that God of Boy was the standalone <laughs> winner. <laughs> but simply from a fun... Pers- <laughs> yeah, God, God of Boy. But simply from a fun aspect, removing all the technical parts that of the award, like Spider-Man wins the crown. Two last things. I'm going... I'm actually going to law school in August, and I'm going. I'm also in VA. So if the other official podcast lawyer falls through, I'll be looking for work. <laughs> It'll be old uh, Nico funny. from Virginia, right? Finally, in this email, as I mentioned, this podcast inspired me to enjoy my gaming again. It's it also sparked my creativity. As such, I started a Twitch stream. I'm platinum everything. Yes, you we are, see sir. Him. We see them all the time on our Twitter feed. It's awesome. Uh, on Twitch and have amassed 33 followers in two weeks. Hey, that's like 32 more than we have. Dude. So. He, yeah. Go follow platinum everything on Twitch. There you go. Do that. And he's on uh, he's on the uh, Twitter, so follow him there and he'll, you'll probably get the updates then to when you want to actually, you know, see him stream. Uh, I'm only 17 away f- from making affiliate and would love any support from Weekly Games Chat family. You got it. Yeah, dude, for sure. 17 for being an affiliate to, or being an affiliate on um, on Twitch is a big thing. That's what yes, they shoot is. for. Um, so any love you could give to Platinum Everything, please go do that. Indeed, do it. Do it. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Game on your mom's box, Nico. <laughs> Thank you for the email, Nico. It's finally good to hear from you in email form. Do you have any uh, Twitter updates for well, us? I Weekly game chat. Phone and I gotta go. I did want to bring up uh, some baseball news. I think broke, and they announced the Hall of Fame numbers. Is going to the Hall. Um, I, I only wanted. Why is my phone doing this? Oh, there you go. I only wanted to bring up <gasps> Mike Messina. Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite player of all time, and he was trending. He think he was like number four or five, and that's I because went. he's already in. Yeah. In 2016, he got 99.3 of the votes to get put in. Right. Well, that's being brought up because apparently Mariano Rivera got a hundred percent. So he's the first person to ever do it. Yeah, I don't know if that's the trueness or the you know if the clarification needs to be done, but um, you know I can just say that because Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite player. It's kind of cool to see that he held that record for a while. There it is. Yep, a hundred percent. Why is my phone not turning, John? There it is. <laughs> Which is weird because a lot of times, for the longest time, everyone thought it was going to be Cal Ripken or Tony Gwynn who did it because they're so popular and beloved and all that. But, wow. Yeah, it's hard to argue against him. He's kind of the greatest closer ever. Good for you. Yeah, I like Griffey. We went. We once went to a baseball game, and we, um, one of my friends, our, our term for when someone hit home run was a yeek. Yeek! So we we went to the game where the um I think the Reds would have been playing them in in the Atlanta game, and uh, we had that sign held behind King Griffey Jr. He did not hit a yeek. Just saying. <laughs> um, scrolling through trying to see if there's anything that I need to. Where are we at on time right now, Chris? 
long. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we just went over two hours. Okay, so you guys got at least two hours. Uh, good friend of the show at I'm Gone uh, tweeted out a video of these guys who brought a projector out of their apartment complex and were playing Smash from their balcony. What? It's pretty dope. What is that, Chris? It was a direct message we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. But yeah. Um, at vintage, uh, PSN Vintage underscore 1985 um, did not like the fact, or I guess maybe not did not like it, but said no honorable mention for Pokemon or Smash Brothers for our game of the year. No. <laughs> I, I replied in that, and you guys can chime in. Basically, I said that I did not play either of those games really long enough. I did play Pokemon more than Smash thus far. I just didn't feel like it could be weighted in my you know, my games Sm- of the year. Smash is great, but it was a great year for video games and Both Smash was just Smash to me. Yeah, it was an exciting release, but um, anyone go see DC's Aquatic Man? Yes, and I loved it. <laughs> Aquatic Man. That's funny. <laughs> First I'd, DC film to make a billion. Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, Marvel's like, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Uh, at Tortoise <laughs> said that he's torn. Um, he has a pre-order for hashtag Metro Exodus on the Xbox One. As he's played all the previous ones there. However, since then, he got himself a PS4 Pro. Uh, so he wants to know, should he cancel it and get it on the Pro for the graphics? No, definitely. Or do I complete the series on Xbox? Xbox. Oh. But does he have just an Xbox One, though? Not an Xbox One yeah, S Yeah, maybe he just has an S and not a Pro. I think, or a One X. I think that matters. I believe Chris. I mean, no? from my understanding, the game runs best on PC. Um, if you've got the Pro... As long as you just <laughs> yeah, Chris don't have like some sort of doubt that you <clears throat> could function with that game with a uh, PS4 controller, I would say take advantage of your best technology. Yeah, I, Chris, I believe, replied to you and said on the system with 90 bajillion teraflops. If that's the one you have, if you have just a basic one, um, then probably play it on, you know, your so, pro. Yeah, word has it it's going to be suffering from the glitchies. Um, so it, it might as well look as pretty as you can make it. Is that For what sure. Gonna, is that what you're going with, John? Yeah. <laughs> Just what they say. <laughs> the glitchies. glitchies. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, I don't have anything else, I think, other than this direct message. <clears throat> and this is from the uh, brown bear, Chris? Yeah. Yes. Um, so here we go. Direct message time from at brown bear 2423. Hey, guys, I love your podcast. I feel like I'm listening to a group of my buddies talking a party. I just wanted to know if Bryant-Denny Stadium is as majestic in person as it looks on TV, LOL. Um, it's on his sports bucket list of sports venues to visit. It's pretty much to me like kind of like when the dad finally goes to the game at Notre Dame uh, in Rudy, you know, where he's all like, these eyes have never seen a greater sight. <laughs> or whatever it is he says. It's, it's about that. A breaking tweet that's literally happening as I read this out, which is rare, uh, at Hyderberg. Tweeted at us and said, Red Dead Redemption 2 tops U.S. game sales for 2018. Smash Bros. wins December. I guess Chris won the bet. Now, this is a link he gave per IGN. So, I don't know the logistics in the <laughs> in the lunch bet, but this just broke and came in from Hyderberg. So, that could have given us an answer. While Chris looks at that, I'm going to see if we have any new follows we need to follow back. And we do. Um, at Daisy Ren Rojas. Thank you so much for the follow, following you back. And at fantasy underscore souls, um, thank you so much for the follow, following you back. And I was sitting there reading your, um, you know, your info about you and you're a horror expert. That's pretty dope. 
which is supposed to tag you for a retweet. Um, I think I'm validated. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but, whoa, we don't know if that's uh, we gotta. It's MPD. It is. Yeah, I told you it was coming. I just didn't know when. Well, I said you hear that giddiness in his voice right now. Yes, he, he is. He makes me sick. He is a sore winner. He's the yeah. worst. That's not true because you've seen me on election night. And also, no, I didn't see you on election exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm very I don't try to also put that down people. GameSpot starts. just tweeted that Res two is getting a free DLC mode. I don't know if that's right away. Um, but it is quickly getting the likes as I, I, I tried to hit the button at thirty nine likes and it's already over fifty. Um and it was just tweeted out seven minutes ago. So that's yeah, that's pretty dope. Pretty good. Yeah, I think that's it. We got the direct messages covered. We got the followers covered. We made sure I didn't miss anything in mentions or any cool things that were going on. Again, go uh, follow Platinum Everything on Twitch. He's a supporter of the show. I mean, he just emailed in, and he's he's an advocate on our Twitter page. Um, not our Twitter page. Yeah, our Twitter page. Which where yeah. can you you find us at Weekly Games Chat? And Chris is probably about to tell you other ways to find us and rate us and tell your friends about us and all that good stuff. Hey, John. Do you want me to forward this to you for the news next week? Absolutely. Okay. I'll do that. You deserve the honor. Thank you. Man. You had more time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I had I just, less time. I just say things that are factual. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually research. <laughs> I'm kind of like memes. Red Dead 2 not art. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyways. Uh, so, this has been episode 188 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show... Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever podcast service you use, and you will get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. If you like the show, make sure you rate us or give us a review. Helps people find the show. And if you hate us, subtract one, divide it in half, and then do what, on Double it. See, I have to say it every other week. That's why I do now. I know. I don't say it all the time. It keeps me in. I say double it like I'm Otherwise, supposed to. you get pissed. I'm all like, ah, here we go again. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, right? I say GFC. <laughs> uh, again, if you want to write your thoughts and opinions, you can do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And as Sean already mentioned, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, both at Weekly Games Chat. And as he also mentioned earlier in the episode, if you're at work and you're like, man, I forgot to download Weekly Games Chat to my uh my phone before i left the house but i just want to put it on while i'm working in the office here and kind of zone out and hear people talk about games you can go to youtube and just search weekly games chat and you will get a new episode the only one that is not on there to my knowledge is um the music one and that's because of copyright issue basically copywritten so don't copy yeah, me yeah Ooh. yeah as soon as that posted, I got like three emails from. Did YouTube. you really? Yeah, it said like, "Hey, you've been flagged." I was like, "D'Angelo did not take long." Did he? <laughs> um, but funny. anyways, uh, until next time, I will simply say, "Game on, John." Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and John. Game on, Johnny Bear. Your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Thug life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>